0: and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk. Series three, episode twelve. This week is guest week, and I am so happy to say I have Sarah Turner on this podcast this week, also known as the Unmumsy Mum. This was a real treat to me as she is local to Exeter, so I was able to have her come to my house and record this podcast in the comfort of my own home over crudités and chocolate cookies. So this week she's sharing all of her knowledge with us about being a mum, and she is also a working mum. She's written two books and she's on to her third which is just about to launch but she will tell us all about that in the podcast. We also talk about her average day, what it's like to being mum of three boys, pregnancy, how they all differed, her birth stories again how they differed, we talk about sleeping tips she shares with us, her bedtime routines, what it's like having more than one child. We also talk about breastfeeding, taking a bottle, and then on to work, and how on earth she goes about writing a book, being a successful Instagrammer, blogger, all whilst being a mum to three boys. Of course, ended with the famous quickfire round. I will leave you guys to listen to the podcast. If you have any questions, of course, connect with me at Mum Talk Podcast at Instagram or also mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. I will check in with you again at the end of the podcast. So, this week on the podcast, I have Sarah Turner, who is a writer, a best selling author of two books, Mum of Three Boys, a Wife, a Blogger, and an Honest Instagrammer. Welcome to Mum Talk. Thank you for having me. (laughs) My pleasure. It's so lovely to have you. We have just been having like a 20 minute chat before starting the recording. (laughs) So, I will try not to repeat too much or ask Sarah the same questions. Too many times, but I have a whole bunch of questions for Sarah on everything about being a mum. Yeah. And a businesswoman. And oh gosh. Okay, so many questions. So let's start with what's going on for you right now in your life as a mum and a wife and you.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just a small question yeah, yeah, to yeah. start. It's really funny as well because for me, personal professional. Um, lives are it, it, it's so intertwined mm-hmm. but um I suppose there is a a separation so uh professionally speaking I've just um handed in the full first draft of book number 3 to my oh editor my goodness. yeah um I'm I'm not even sure if I'm at liberty to say or not but I will because I'm I'm I do, I just <laughs> don't mind I'm sure hopefully by the time that um, this comes out it might have been announced anyway so um yeah that our mum'sy mum a to z um, of parenting will be coming out September this year. Oh, um, brilliant! So, yeah, congratulations. Got, thank you. Yeah, it's weird. It's um, it's it, but it kind of feels right. Like three, three babies, three books. Um, I think, I think probably it will be the last unmumsy mum book in okay. the series. Um, mm-hmm. at least for now. But um, but yeah. So that's what I've been working. <laughs> oh. That's what I've been working on oh my goodness furiously. In fact, it was supposed to, I was supposed to have released book three last year, but then baby Wilf, yeah. <laughs> baby Wilf happened, and I had, um, and I didn't have a year off work, but I had time off writing mm-hmm. just to, yeah, kind of comp- compose my thoughts and start, and start again. Um, I don't know
0: about you, but when I had Amaldine, and even in the last trimester of pregnancy, any thoughts yeah. just went out of my head, yeah. couldn't put words into order, I can barely do that now. Yeah, I know, well, <laughs> the, the problem I had,
1: we had, so, so with Henry and Jude, um i always so i did maternity leave both times and then um you know james has a job that um is he, he is he's much less passionate about his work than i am about mine mm-hmm. so when it came to third pregnancy we were like well it makes sense for you to do the lion's share of you know childcare. so he he applied and got accepted to do shared Parental leave, oh, which was amazing, but the problem is, as a mum, your hormones and all the rest of it um, don't switch off to say, "Okay, you're back into work mode now." Mm-hmm. So I naively thought, even though I've had kids before, that I'll have Wilf and it'd be really nice. All the ducks will be in a row for me to go back to the, like a professional setting quite early on. I rent; I've been renting like a co-working space oh, down brilliant. at the quay in Exeter so um, it's fine, um, James was at home I could hand Wilf over, so I thought I'd go back to work after, you know, six, eight weeks whatever it'll be, um, happy days I'll be like the modern working mum and then, and then I just went a bit, I think I just went a bit funny, whether it was the hormones and all the rest of it, um, but I started feeling really weird about leaving her, you know, about being away from home which is just, you know, well, it can be any manner of things, kind of. but it was really weird, so, the, so there was this really strange occasion where I went to London on the train and um I got there for an event got to Paddington just felt really out of sorts and thought I just need I just need to be at home and I went and got on a train and went all the way back to Exeter Did just didn't go and I and it was that thing of you know trying to do too much too soon yeah so yeah it was um it's like one you have these ambitions as to what juggling mum life and work life will be like actually sometimes So something that says no no you should actually just yeah take it easy a little bit
0: it's really interesting you bring that up so quickly because I had a question on Instagram this morning she was listening to one of my podcasts where I mentioned about when we were in France and Hendrik and his mum wanted to take Amaldine on a walk okay so I could go to sleep yeah this was when she was how old is she now she's six months at the beginning of March so she was probably four months old yeah so I'd had quite you know I'd settled into mum life yeah could I let them No, I couldn't. Even though I was knackered, I was like, there's no point in you going because I'm just going to worry the whole time and I'm going to feel guilty that I'm not with you. And this morning, and mum was like, please can you do a podcast covering mum guilt and leaving and that transition to leaving your baby because I just can't do it. It's really weird
1: because you hear all about... I remember reading up about separation anxiety, Mm. but it was more separation anxiety... Um, on the side of the baby, yeah. so how the baby feels anxiously separated, and then it's like, but what happens if that's you? If, yes. And, and um, it was because I thought I was having a panic attack when I was in London, oh no. um, and I thought maybe I'm maybe I'm coming down with something. And again, the whole the funny thing about mental health is that you, I thought to myself, there's no reason for me to not feel right because actually, you know, Will's at home with his dad, everything's fine. I'm going to a really fun event. It's like on paper, everything was like Mm tickety-boo and then I just no I just said I'm probably it's probably something I've eaten but then slowly as the train got back towards Devon I felt better and it was because I just needed to be at home it's really and I actually hadn't ever felt like that with the other two um so it was a must just be you know I don't know what it was but it was weird that you know that I don't think I've ever had that like uh, kind of like a primal, yeah. like, urge to be home as much. You, you know, all out? the times I've joked about needing to escape the house, and I have <laughs> felt like that lots of yeah. times as well. And to be fair, now we're like 14 months, I, there are days and I would, you know, if somebody would come and watch him for me, I would, you know, run, run out <laughs> the house. Um, but just in that moment, it was like, actually, I, I need to be at home. Yeah. Very odd.
0: But good for you for listening to yourself then, yeah. and getting back on the train. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd, have just, been, I'd just have been a nightmare because all these, all these people, all these fancy Insta mums at this event would have been like, "And how are you?" And I'd have been like, <laughs> 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 boobs would have been leaking. Oh, it would have just started. No, no, I just needed to. Yeah, I needed to get back. Very odd. But um, So did
0: that happen again, or did you gradually? I, I actually, I, I
1: curbed. Like tra- you know, work events Did that you? involve travel for a little bit, I don't do a lot anyway mm. um, but you know what it's like being in Devon mm-hmm. you kind of have to Limit them, but I just looked at my diary and thought, actually, anything that's not urgent, I just won't do, and worked closer to home, and that was fine. So, there's a little cafe not far from where we live right. where literally, if I need to be, if I need to get home, it would take me five minutes on foot. Oh, so, actually, that was quite relaxing. Oh, yeah. And a couple of times when my dad and stepmum have babysat, they've actually walked past with the pram, oh. and I'm kind of like, oh, I can see what they're doing yes. and what they're up to. Yes. No sugary <laughs> snacks, granny. You <laughs> no, kind of know, they could wave a flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, so yeah, and now actually, And I have been I have had nights away now Have you? Um, Yeah Only a couple How is Um, that? It's just weird It's weird Yeah it's weird But I suppose I'm lucky Because it's it's only It's only ever He's only ever with his dad Okay So um, We've only had one night away Since he's been born Together Okay And that was We dropped him at james's mum and dad's and we had like a, it was literally it was like a compacted it was 24 hours we dropped the, all the kids, they were like we'll have all three children and we were like they may never offer again so we'll be down <laughs> on saturday lunchtime and we literally dropped them at their house saturday lunchtime went and stayed overnight um in north cornwall and then we're back to pick them up by sunday lunchtime oh, brilliant. but it was still just yeah
0: perfect but yeah i can't even imagine doing that just yet it is weird what yeah. time did how old was wolf when you really thought okay i can do this now um I think we didn't
1: feel comfortable I mean Wilf is Wilf and he's not he's just he's just um he's a character as (laughs) as everybody says and um and so we didn't feel like we could leave him with anybody that wasn't either his mum or his dad before he was one okay we had I think we had done with Jude because he just loved to sleep he was very kind of happy to be with anybody else um Wilf you know if, if ever I felt like we were having to kind of make an exit, so he didn't see us leaving because it would be upsetting, yeah. then I just I wouldn't enjoy that weekend. No. There would just be no point. No. Um, but he's at the age now where we can just about distract him, give him a snack, and then. <laughs> 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 Has Mummy gone? Oh, raisins, and
0: then he doesn't he doesn't notice. Uh, oh my goodness! This this um, weekend, so I've got the wedding, so she's going to be attached to me fully, yeah. actually, for the whole weekend. I'm staying with my sister. And then I've really, luckily, been invited to a women's retreat to celebrate International Women's Day with Lululemon. Okay. I think I'm allowed to say this. (laughs) Send it now. (laughs) Actually, it would have been done by the time it's done. It's all right. You'll be fine. Um, And my sister's coming with me to be chief babysitter. (sighs) Amazing. Which will be brilliant. But I'm just praying, because she has hit that separation anxiety phase. Yeah. And I am praying that it's going to be okay, because... I mean, bless them, but Lululemon have put the room, my room on a different floor to everybody else that's staying okay. because there, there's yeah. 30 women playing yeah. on this thing. Can you imagine? Like, one screaming baby and oh 30 God. women. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> but our room is right next door to the yoga, shala. Okay. And Lululemon were like, she just can't come to the yoga. And I was like, that's fine, but I really hope it's soundproofed because she's in the other room. Oh, my gosh, yeah. nightmare. But I'm just hoping that Amandine will be with my sister without me being present. Yes. Absolutely fine. what I You just
1: have to ease into it gently. Yeah. So, you know, it's that. Sometimes the handover, like with Wilf, if, say, my stepmom or my mother-in-law come round and you try and attempt to hand over, okay. it's too much. It's like, oh, I don't like this. He will cling. Yeah. But, like, oh, no, it's fine. Mummy's still here. Yeah. Where But if... It's just kind of more of a natural chat. Eventually he will make his way over to them and then you almost, re- like, <sighs> back <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure they sense, I swear, I've always thought, I'm sure babies sense your desperation. They know when you desperately need them to do or not do something and then they do exactly <laughs> what you don't need them to do or not do. So
0: funny anyone I was putting to bed earlier, I was trying to stay really calm. I was like... There's no rush, this Yeah. fine. if you go to bed this would be great, it's not like I've got a really good podcast in it for like half an hour. I well, know, the
1: pressure, the pressure, they just know, they, I'm sure, they sense it, it's like oh, you know, mummy's picked a bag up, she's trying to get out of the house, this is not yeah. good.
0: Or well, mummy's palming me off on Yeah,. When she goes to my mum, when I pass it to my mum, she loses it, and I don't know oh, what it God. is about my mum. Everyone else, Mummy, I really hope you're not listening. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, she's fine. But my mum, I don't know what it is. Oh, Have God. you had any instances um... where just one person will set them off? No, there was,
1: I think, when Henry was a baby, there was always so he didn't like mem- any men with facial hair. That was a thing, oh, really? so he would just he would cry. It. it was it was quite a short phase. Everything's always a phase, isn't it? Like a full on beard, like, beard or just beard stash, anything, oh, um, you know. So if somebody turned around on the bus and happened to have a goatee, that would be tears. <laughs> oh, no. um, so that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've ever had any. Yeah, they've never there's never been like one person. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting because with James having spent more time. A lot more time with Wilf than he did with Henry and Jude I have noticed that Wilf is more comfortable around men more generally That's in terms of he doesn't you know if I mean it's normally women that will stop and coo in the pram yeah. but sometimes with Henry and Jude if a man did that they'd almost be like a oh this isn't a maternal face it's yeah. a it's a you know Sturdy male, whereas <laughs> Wilf will approach men like you know in the park or whatever. He will totter over to a man in a way that I think Henry Jude wouldn't have, and I wonder if it's because he spent. You know, James was his primary caregiver for the first year. I wonder if that has a has an impact. Yeah. Um, it might do. I don't know.
0: Does he like going to Daddy more than he likes going to Mommy?
1: No, he's still he's still yeah. a mommy boy. Ah, it's
0: goodness. the ultimate insult
1: because he he's cri- he still cries sometimes if I go out to work. Um, he doesn't. He didn't cry when James went back to work after a year of like <laughs> <laughs> looking after him. It was like, bye, Dad. Um, How did he feel about that? Yeah, he was just like, oh. The thing is, the other two are massive daddy's boys. Okay. Um, they get to a certain age. It's like, you know, mum's good for a cuddle if they've fallen over, but they just want to wrestle daddy, play football with daddy, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I just feel like I'm just like the nag. So like, well, don't do
0: this oh give me those shorts I need to pop some stain remover on that all right <laughs> definitely associates Hendrick with play for yeah. sure and I think that was the main issue with Hendrik putting her down to yes. sleep because Hendrick's only ever successfully put her down once yeah. in six months um, mainly because she will not take the bottle right absolutely I'm yeah. not interested I tried actually before you got here yeah and um, she'll just she bites on it like a teether yeah and I'm not so down with her learning to do that. No. No, exactly. <laughs> do, do not be encouraged in that. <laughs> Don't worry what are happening to these. Um, but whenever Hendrik goes into the room, she will laugh and giggle yeah, and she will like like be up She's like play time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it definitely associates. Anyway, we have managed to turn one question into
1: I'm like, sorry, yeah, I do, I do, <laughs> that, that will happen. You'll have to edit
0: this back
1: and just chop it.
0: But what's so lovely actually, and, and what my listeners love so much about the podcast, is they feel like they're just sitting in the room with us, which yeah. is awesome and that's just what, how it, wants yeah, it to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, let's go on to another question. What does your average day look like? Um, I know there's the no average, average day, day is well I generally I do have a bit
1: of a routine so mm-hmm. I generally work Monday to Thursday okay. and by work it's very it's quite fluid mm-hmm. but because I have been renting the co-working office space um, that has definitely given me the structure mm-hmm. I need because I think to myself I need to get into the office so with book writing it was like I was up against a deadline and trying to write at home when even when I wasn't looking after the kids I could hear them yeah was just. I mean, it's great inspiration in terms of material for the book. But I would be trying <laughs> to type a chapter, and then I'd hear somebody go, "Oh, dude, do, do you know where Mummy's put your swimming trunks?" And then I'd feel like I'd have to come out of the work environment yeah. and go, "They're in the washing machine." <laughs> um, so, so yeah. That, so generally, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays—at least two, if or no, at least three—if not four—of those days, I'll go to the co-working office.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, not always for a full day. Tuesday mornings, I've started doing a uh, school mum's running, Couch to Five K running club. Yeah, oh, so I'm not in any way, shape, or form um, a runner, and our group is just hilarious. It's like, um, it's just, it's like it, it, you, it. couldn't be, we couldn't be any less of a kind of elite group of runners if you tried. So in our group, you've got two mums who are trying to give up smoking uh-huh. one mum who's always hungover okay. one who's always doing weight watchers or swimming world and all we talk about <laughs> is food and yet somehow we get round a 5k on a tuesday morning oh God, that's and then brilliant. it's really good fun and um yeah i i never thought i would you know it would be the sort of thing that i would enjoy but i love it really love it so that you know that's one of the you know, self-employed benefits yeah. so I can push my work day back on a Tuesday because it's straight after I drop Henry off so I do okay. the school run and then we meet in the school canteen and then we go for a run it's so funny we're just ridiculous but in you know in the nicest way um so yeah so I do that and then generally I do school drop-off Monday Tuesday um school drop-off and pick up on a Friday so Fridays I don't work um Jude does still go to nursery on a Friday but I have Wilf all day. Mm-hmm. So we normally do uh, turtle top swimming Friday oh, lunchtime. Do. do you? Yeah we do turtle time.
0: Where tops. do you do, where do you can get? It. Um, at WS Yeah, that's where
1: we go. Yeah, so I he wow, I say he loves it. He um he He initially did not love it at all and I thought, Oh here we go. Um but now he loves it. I think he enjoys it, but he just doesn't play ball in terms of the Actual activities. (laughs) So we're in the whatever level we're on now, four, I think, where you're supposed they do like this dolphin swim. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So you're supposed to sit on the edge of the pool and then you kind of turn your shoulders back away from them, and then they're supposed to, you encourage them to hold on to your like neck and shoulders basically, almost like a dolphin ride across the pool. And um, you know, oh, it's supposed to be instinctive for them to hold on and blah, 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 blah. And um, and Wilf literally just launches himself off my back into the <laughs> pool and like nearly drowns halfway across the shallow end every week. And every week I'm like, he's just not doing it. And she's like, oh, Wilf, <laughs> um, but he loves it. Like, it's not like he's not enjoying himself. Yeah, he's just yeah. Okay. The other the other babies are gliding across the pool on backs, and I'm like, whoa, just. <laughs> Just behave yourself. Um, I actually do strangely look forward to it. It's quite sweet. It's
0: I cool. love swimming. Yeah. So much so that I wouldn't let Hendrick do it for ages. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, I think it might be your turn to do it. And now she won't do it with him oh, because really? she associates him yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. Because I loved it. I really, really loved it. And I still do, actually. We've just finished level one. Yeah. yeah little sticker Got, I love the
1: badge. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so. It is really sweet. And I'm really lucky that we can do that on a Friday. So, um, So, yeah, that's kind of, loosely speaking, my working week but a lot depends on what I've got going on so Mm -hmm. when a book's published it kind of goes a bit mad in terms of trying to do book publicity and events and stuff and that can lead to me having to spend like you know a couple of nights away or or you know fly to a book festival or do radio interviews or all that sort of stuff so I can imagine that autumn when the third book comes out will get really busy again and there'll be less time kind of in an office and more on the road but um yeah it's really fun the last two the last time the books have come out um my publishers like they generally are just they've traveled things by train um mm. but they've got one company driver for all of the for the for the, for the whole publishers to, 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 to be shared across all the authors oh, but wow. if he happens to be free like if you know <laughs> if he's not um busy like you know Ferrying Dan Brown somewhere or whatever. <laughs> it's he's there like, can you pick our mumsy up and take her to Liverpool? And he's like, yep. So Brad in his Jag takes um Comes takes all the us. Regions, Ex- yeah, we? yeah, he's 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 um driven me all the way back to Exeter before, and it's literally it, honestly, it's the best thing in my life. I'm like. It, it just makes my day when That's they're like, amazing. "Brad can do this one." I'm like, "Yes!" <laughs> and then I'm really put out the next week when it's like,
0: "Yeah, you get easy jet to
1: wherever." I'm like, no,
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> um, gosh, I just feel like I just. Uh, it's just so funny, chair. and he's so
1: lovely as well. Yeah, Aww. it's just hilarious. Um, so yeah, those are all the funny moments where I'm like, "This is weird." You know how, how has it how has it come to this?
0: <laughs> and how do your
1: mornings look? Getting uh, the kids chaos. to school, I bet absolute chaos. It doesn't matter how much I try and tweak our kind of routine prep, um, we're always running late. Always. In fact, the mornings when I it feels like we're ahead of schedule are mm. uh, they're the, they're the alarm bell mornings because that is when at eight o'clock when I'm going we've actually got plenty of time to get home to school. So you know why don't you boys go and play for ten minutes upstairs or. That's when something just catastrophic is going to go wrong. Normally, it's everything's set to go, and then we can't find something, mm-hmm. or Wilf decides he's going to do his third poo of the morning just as we're on our way out the door, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of magical need to leave the house eight thirty-five or whatever it is for that for the day. Um, it just, I just, we just don't seem to be able, be able to achieve it ever. I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure. If, yeah, I'm not sure will it, if we'll ever get there. But um, I don't know. I think having I think at the ages that they are and now is maybe, you know, hopefully it will get easier when they can yeah. do more for them do more for themselves. Like Henry kind of is like semi independent, but it's not always, I mean he's only 7, but it's okay. like he will go and get himself ready, but he will go and get himself ready and he'll put things on back to front still. <laughs> Or he'll go and clean his teeth, oh, but he'll only cute. clean one side. And I have yeah. to go, you haven't cleaned your teeth, have you? Properly. Show me. No, you haven't. Go back and clean them. Or he'll clean his teeth and get it on his jumper. And then i have to rewash the... You know when you sort of think... It would actually be easier to do it yourself. Yeah. You can't... Shoes are always on the wrong feet. Um, just, How yeah. does that
0: not feel wrong? I know. I never get that. No,
1: I know. <laughs> and he just potters around in his own little Henry land. And then... Um, oh. Yeah. So it is quite, it is quite funny. They're the most test in the mornings when, because sometimes if we have, we're lucky with having grandparents come up to help with childcare, um, mm-hmm. which is really good. But it depends what time they arrive. So, so the, the trickiest mornings are when I've got to get Henry to school, but also have to take Jude and Wilf with me on the school run,
0: okay.
1: and it's just it's just carnage. <laughs> it really is. It's just like oh my god.
0: So Henry's the eldest.
1: Yes. So Henry's seven.
0: Mm-hmm. How uh, old's Jude you?
1: is four. He'll be five in September, and he starts school in September. So he's going to be one of yeah. He'll be like pretty much the oldest in his. In his year yeah. i guess and indeed um,
0: both fourth of september yeah, so she was 12th mm-hmm. so
1: yeah it's nice it's really good but it's funny because in september just gone i was really glad that he wasn't going off to school i kind of felt like it was really nice that we get him at home for another year yeah. but i am seeing now when we go to the park and stuff in term time he's running out of playmates because everybody's younger than
0: right.
1: him and i wonder if actually by september he'll be more than ready to go yeah. he'll kind of which is good good yeah, yeah it's good um, Five's still really young, isn't it? To go yeah. to school, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Wilf was was one in December. Yeah, so oh my
0: goodness, just... you've done that pretty evenly. I know I
1: have. It's 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 <laughs> weird. It wasn't like a there wasn't like a form. You know, it wasn't like yes, they will be. But yeah, there's pretty much three years, give or take a couple of months. You know, so there's a slightly bigger gap between Jude and Wilf than than what there is between Henry and Henry and Jude. But not a lot in it. They'll be evenly spaced in school years we were trying to work this out the other day it's not something I've ever given any thought to but somebody said to me will Henry and Wilf be at school you know ever be at school together we worked it'll be one year so when Wilf starts reception Henry will be in year six and Jude will be in year three and they'll all kind of so there'll be one year where we've got all three at primary school together and then Henry will go to big school and I'll just hide in the corner and (laughs) cry (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Every time I
1: see anybody that's like 11 or 12, I'm like, no, I'm not having that. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not. They walk to school, they've got no jumpers on and it's raining. I'm going, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I am not i am not doing that.
0: Did you always know you wanted three?
1: Oh, God, no, no. Um, I always wanted two. I thought mm. I'd have two girls. This oh. is what I grew up, I grew up imagining having two girls. I'm one of two girls. Okay, And um, it was just that was it was we it wasn't ever in any doubt in my mind I had I'd you know I've been one of two girls I'd grown up playing with dollies where you, you know you have, yeah. you have girl babies or whatever or Barbie would have you know and um yeah there, it would there, there would be you know there would be two girls and that's what that's what we do if you had said to me you're gonna have three boys I just would have probably fallen off my fallen <laughs> off my chair um but no we we I thought I wanted to two then i had henry and found it incredibly hard like just so much harder than i thought i would um struggled quite a lot and decided that we were one and done there would be no more children because i couldn't cope with the one child that i had and then my my thinking kind of gradually shifted and i think it's possibly a terrible thing to say but there was an element of you know we must engineer henry a sibling because that's what you do and therefore we were like yes we're going to go for it Jude turned out to be an absolute delight of a baby. Um, really, really easy. I mean, not always easy. They all have their moments. But compared to Henry, he was like a breath of fresh air. And then I still don't think at any point up to that stage I'd ever felt properly broody. It was mm-hmm. more of a, we're going to have children because we've got our house and we've got married and it's, this is the stage of our lives that we're at now. This is what yeah. you do. So we'd had our two children and then really like massive curveball. Um, I turned thirty and was like, I'm really broody, like properly. I was like looking at babies on public transport and and kind of people, you know, pass the baby over can just hold him for a second. and I'd be like sniffing them, and this had never happened before. I don't think I'd ever, I'd never felt that real kind of desire to have a baby. Yeah. And I said to James, "I'm really broody," and he was like, "Oh my god," um, he was really not sure to start with about you know number three. Mm. And then I just said, I just don't. I don't feel like that thought's ever going to go away, and I'm looking ahead to the future. And I really now see us with a bigger family. Like, hear me out. I was describing all these scenes It's a picture of the scene. We're in a kitchen, which is hilarious. We haven't even got a working kitchen, really. But in, the, in our in our dream, you know, and um, it's a big family table, and I'm cooking a nice roast dinner. And James me, "Yeah, but you don't really cook." Yeah, but I do. I do in our future. I'm like really housewifey. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> and um, and I just said, I just kind of imagine a really busy busy family Mm. um that is what how i see my future as a mum like when i'm older i see you know i saw lots of children kind of coming in and out teenagers i just said i just feel like there are five of us at that table and it's funny because by this point i just knew if we had another one it would be a boy i just knew so when we were talking about the possibility of having three it was always it was was always going to be three boys it's very weird it was did you find out yeah, yeah yeah we found out with all three and um when we found out we we're having a second boy, and obviously at that stage, I was like, "This is definitely the last one." Like I said to the sonographer, you know, there will be no more after this. So whatever this is, this is this. And um, and they said it was a boy. And um, I remember writing blog posts. That I felt terrible writing, but I just sort of said, "You know, I am actually like, you know, there is. A, I am a little bit disappointed. Not not disappointed to be having a boy, but disappointed that I'll never have a daughter. Like that was kind of a dream of mine. And then." There will now be no girls. It was like a weird feeling. I did this blog post that sort of, you know, what you're not allowed to wish for. Mm. And um, it was weird because I had so many messages from people, like, oh my god, that's how I felt, but yeah. you feel guilty, and it was like it was no slight on Jude. It wasn't at all that I didn't want to have another boy, it was just that was the point at which I felt like a line was drawn and, oh, okay, you won't have a daughter then. Really weird. And then when we decided to try for for baby number three, I just didn't feel like I didn't feel the same. I think it's because I'd realised that the whole two of the same thing mm-hmm. was rubbish and actually they're not the same like they're, they're other than other than having the same gender they they're very different yeah so i knew if we had three of the same in inverted commas it would be yeah. three just lovely children i didn't yeah. really care by that point what we had but when we went to the scam we took her and jude with us we booked for a oh, private one so that they could lovely. come in and and um I, I, we went in and i said i know it, i feel like i know it's going to be a boy. Yeah. And uh, I wondered if that was there was part of me that was like just preparing for you know perhaps subconsciously I was preparing for disappointment, but I really wasn't because when they said oh it's a little boy, um, I was I was so happy and I was like of course it is yeah. I knew of course it's like boys is just what we it's what what do. we do <laughs> yeah I said it, it is like a formula we make we make. Very bald boys who have reflux every time. Tick, tick, tick. They're all the same. They're sicky. They don't get hair for ages. And they're boys. And that's that's what we make, you
0: know? We found out with Amandine. And I'm so happy we did because I could have sworn I was having a boy. How funny. And I did really want a boy. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I did because had... I given birth to a boy, a girl and I didn't know. It would have taken me a really long time yeah, I think yeah, to yeah. come around. And even when we cuz we went for um, a private one. Yeah. And when I opened the letter and it said girl, I did have some issues with what I was feeling. Yeah. I was like I shouldn't be feeling this, yeah. but I was so certain it was a boy and it's a girl Yeah. And I'm so happy I'm pregnant. I'm so lucky to have a child. But I really thought it was a boy. That's funny, isn't it? It's really hard. Yeah. No one talks about it. Obviously. No, No, you're not
1: allowed to then, um, you know. I think that's. I think there's a confusion between so me saying because I hate the t- like the gender disappointment term. I hate that. Yeah. Um. I think it's just it, it's it's a way of kind of explaining it. But for me, it wasn't. A, you know, I, I couldn't have been any more pleased that we were having, you know, two boys and then three boys. It was just the fact that. You know, then by default we wouldn't ever have a girl. Yeah. Um, and but it's so like now, it's just so it just suits us. It's so right for us. I can't I really can't imagine having a girl now. It's weird. Yeah.
0: Um but you've got your little tribe. Yeah, boys. I know.
1: Can I know. You? I am ridiculously outnumbered. Like sometimes when they're all because they are we've done the whole I feel like we've we've been very You know, I was quite hot on the whole, you know, let toys be toys thing, not gender stereotyping the toys. All the boys have had dollies, they've had a doll's house they've had you know things that are pink all the stuff that you know society would tell you they shouldn't have they have had they've had sylvanian families although arguably that was slightly to fulfill a dream of mine because i never (laughs) had sylvanian families when i was little so i was like oh wouldn't you want this whatever it is cottage and they were like not really (laughs) yes you will (laughs) but they've had all of that and yet there is and i hate the expression you know like boys will be boys or whatever um But bloody hell, they boys will be boys. In our house, it's like the Sylvanian family's house. You've got like the cute little rabbit family. And they're all dressed up. And I went into Jude's bedroom. He shares a bedroom with Henry. And I went into the bedroom the other day. And I thought Jude was playing with the Sylvanian family's house. And I thought, oh, how lovely is that? And actually, he'd just got his wrestling figures. And he was putting his wrestling figures to bed in the Sylvanian family's house. He so had, like, The Undertaker. And Stone Cold Steve Austin were, like, in bed in the, whatever it's called. It's not Acorn Cottage, is it? What's it called? I can't That's remember. I do no an idea. And, um, and, yeah, I was just like, you just can't. It doesn't matter what I do, you know, it's they're, they're very, like, they want to jump on their dad, they want to wrestle him, everything's a fight, um, farts are the funniest thing in the world. It's like, it's everything that you'd stereotypically associate with boys, that is, that is my boys, despite what, despite what I might try and, um, try and do with them. So that is quite, there are times when I'm like, oh my God, I said, we just need to rescue, like, a female cat or something. I just need something. <laughs> but, that's, but that's probably, that's probably why when it came to, reno- come with me, like, massively renovating the house at the moment. It's, like, an unbelievable project. And when it came to doing the bathroom, I was like, I'm going to have a pink bath. And they all laughed at me. And I went, no, I am. I, I am, actually. I'm getting, a pa- I'm getting a bath. and I'm having it painted pink. And the, the four of them, well, not really Will, because he doesn't know what's going on, but they just kind of stared at me, like, she's, this This is it. She's finally lost it. And I was like, no, I am. Like, you know, so we're going to have, do like, it. a downstairs shower do room. I know, so we've, we've done it. It is, oh, the amazing. bath is pink. It's, like... Brilliant. Quite a light pink, but, um... But yeah, and uh, Henry went into school and was oh, like, my mum's made our bath pink. And all his friends were like, ugh, that's disgusting. And I was like, I, don't, I actually don't care. That's mummy's space. It's mummy's time.
0: If you don't need to go in that bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, exactly.
1: You can have a shower or I'll hose you down in the garden. It's my, <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> pink bath. And um, yeah, so it's like a little bit of feminine, yeah. Uh,
0: I found this lady on Instagram, actually. So- Two boys and a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, I follow her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my god, her interiors yeah. are insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's got a beautiful pink bath. She has, yeah. A beautiful pink bath. Okay, so if you don't mind, are you happy to talk about your pregnancies? Yes, yeah. Oh, happy to talk about Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, with there being three, I'm yeah. guessing they were all quite different or yeah. were they quite similar? Um, your pregnancies?
1: Pregnancies were fairly similar, I'd say. Um... I'm not a massive fan of being pregnant. Right. There are parts of pregnancy that I love, and that actually, you know, because we—I know I've said this after one and two and three, but we definitely are having no more. Like James, is, James is ready to like drive himself to have the snip, like any moment now. He can find the time. Um, in fact, when we were on the way out from hospital with Will, feels like it's time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the snip. Having previously said he wouldn't, so he's clearly had, feels like he's had one child too many. He's yeah. like, right, no, and um, so. There are bits about pregnancy, they're really like... When you first feel the movement mm. and when you... I don't particularly like scans because they always make me nervous. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as the excitement of, oh, are you having a boy or I think a girl and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, I was always acutely aware that we were sat there because it's an, an-, an anomaly scan. And the whole search is to see if something's amiss, isn't yeah. it? Kind of. That always don't i don't really i don't particularly like hospitals so um oh, i hate hospitals that i didn't i don't enjoy the scans um but just the kind of that level of excitement i'm a massive nester i nest in terms of cleaning and stuff i'm i pretty much i i'm i'm surprised that um Sainsbury's in uh, Exeter um, it didn't go out of stock of the, the method cleaning products because <laughs> I had like I, I had like almost like a craving not to eat but to clean yeah. for their lavender and their whatever it was, pink grapefruit and the rhubarb and I would just go in and, and actually we didn't even do the weekly shop in Sainsbury's I would go in especially because they stopped method and I'd buy like 10 things at a time, I think people thought I must have been a cleaner or like, or you know and I'd be like, no, it's just for the home. And if I was feeling stressed, I'd be like, shh, 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 like spray, spraying the workshops. Um, love all of that. Like, honestly, I would have another baby purely just to get my house clean because it would be, <laughs> it would be spotless. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was common in all pregnancies, like nested like massively um, and didn't ever have any real problems or complications. Very, very late in my first pregnancy with Henry, I had preeclampsia. But we didn't actually discover I had preeclampsia until I went into labour. Oh, wow. So I was completely—it could have it could have been lurking for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but it was a couple of weeks before, between having my blood pressure checked, I think. Yeah. And And um, yeah, my first first pregnancy, uh, but, and then it was the, the worry was I'd have that with subsequent pregnancies, yeah. um, but I didn't. So that was that was good. Um, but yeah, the pregnancies were all fine. Um, didn't have. Didn't have ridiculous morning sickness, but was a bit sick with all of them. Yeah. Um, just that kind of level of, like, car sickness oh, kind like of horrible, throughout. You know, and you're like... Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when, when I was pregnant with Henry, actually, I was working for RBS. So I had okay. a job where I was going out and about to um, customers around Devon and Cornwall. Like, I had like a portfolio of customers, and my job was to go out and see them for, for, to finance various bits and bobs. And there were a few... The, wor- the earliest bit of pregnancy is the worst, isn't it? When you can't tell anyone. And there were a few customer appointments where I had to stop and be sick in lay-bys. I remember that. I had this fancy company car, and I was all, like, suited and booted, but all of a sudden things weren't fitting, and I was being sick, and I was like, my body's being taken over. But I still couldn't say to people, you know... uh, I went out to a farm once, but I was financing some agricultural machinery for this family, and um, the the... Um, I spoke to the farmer. I can't remember what he was called. And then on the way out, his wife had made like a cup of tea and a Victoria Sam cake. She said oh, to me, oh, yes. You're pregnant, aren't you? She, she said, I just know you've got that pregnant look, which I thought probably meant I had like the glow. But I think it was actually because <laughs> I was grey. I was like, <laughs> um, She said, I can just tell. Oh, she had, they had loads of kids. And she's like, I just knew, I just, you know, and there was no there was no need for me not to tell her
0: because, yeah. you know, I wouldn't yeah. see her
1: again. So I went, Yeah, no, I am. I'm like seven weeks or whatever it was. And she was
0: like, Oh, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's very. Was very sweet. We know pregnancies were all fine. Um I didn't feel that pregnancy glow until I was like mid-second trimester. I was like where the hell where's is Where's my glow? <laughs> yeah. Where I, is know. My glow? I never felt I never felt glowy. Um I always felt
1: just a bit kind of spotty. Yeah. And yeah. I felt gross yeah. at the beginning. Oh. Ugh. And then you know that bit, that awkward bit where you're not you don't look decidedly pregnant, you just yeah. look a bit fat. Yeah. Um hate that, you know, hate Squishy. that stage. Yeah. Um, although there is still something there's, there's something quite nice about it's not nice when you can't tell people or when you're advised not to tell people but there is something quite nice about when it's still your little secret isn't it yes. and then you know to be able to although I remember having a conversation my dad came up and, um, Henry and he said we hadn't told them we were pregnant with baby number three yet and um, we decided we weren't going to tell the family even though actually I, you know, I think there's an argument to be said to tell people early on because actually if you're only not telling them in case something goes wrong, um, if something goes wrong, you're going to tell them anyway. So yeah. that there is a, you know, maybe not publicly, but but we never did. I think I had it just, drill, you know, drummed into me that you don't tell people unless, yes. you know, you're 12 weeks. So I hadn't even told my dad. And he came up for tea one night looking after Pemi and Jude and said um, something about, you know, the thing with you two is, he said to me and James... You know, you've got it made now because the boys are getting that little bit older, and you're, you know, you're you're like on the home straight, aren't you? You know, off after school and Sarah you'll be able to do what you want to do with your job, and you know, it's just you know, it it was like you know, because just two is just plenty, isn't it? It's more than, and I'm sat there with like an eleven, you know, eleven week old baby Wilf growing inside me, like going, (laughs) yeah, thanks, Dad. I get the message. It's like it was like a, you know, why would you have more than two? You'd be crazy. And then like a couple of weeks later, we were like surprise and he was like oh lovely
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. How nice <laughs> uh,
1: so and they were really chuffed but they were just like we, we kind of went rogue because James is one of two I'm one of two my sisters had two his brothers had two and that's yeah. just what you do. You draw the line. You don't go yeah. you don't go crazy and have a third. That's like, why would you?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think there was a li- there was an element of what? Like, you know, <laughs> was it an accident or you know, and it's like, no, no. So it's planned. Yeah, it's yeah it planned. absolutely
0: was. I hate that question. I hate I'm like, of course it's planned. But then obviously some people are like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah of course. But yeah. Yeah. When it is planned, you're like, Why are you asking me that? I, I don't know. understand. I know. But people do people people ask
1: when you're pregnant, I think your your body almost becomes like people perceive it's become like public property. Yeah. And they just ask you. The number of times I can remember I was I was picking up I was in Wilco in Exeter, picking up some something random, some bargain of sorts. And this man said to me, there's a little girl in there. There's a little girl in there, he said. You mark my words. I'm never wrong. And by this point, I've had the scan, so I knew we were having a boy. But he was so sure of himself that we were having a girl. I didn't have the heart to tell him, so I just, oh no. so I just went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, good luck with her. Yeah, thanks. Oh um, that's a girl that I know, he said, you know. I'm never wrong. And I'm thinking, mm. I've seen William Balls at the scan, so if if it is a girl, she's got issues. Um, But yeah, it's so funny. But it's just like the fact that you wouldn't ever normally have that kind of conversation with a stranger, would you? No. But when you've got a bump, it's like anybody can kind of feel that they can touch it and chat
0: about it. And And the same when you have a newborn. Yes. Everyone thinks they can reach inside the pram or, you know, literally shove your face in baby's face. And then the most thing that I got so irritated about was when baby's asleep. Yeah. And then they'll say in a really loud voice, Oh, look, isn't she cute? Yeah, Let me yeah. have a look. And they'll get their face right in there. I'm like, but well, she's asleep. Yeah. And I have no idea who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Back away.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back away. Yeah. no. no. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? It is funny. We had as well, like with the three boys thing, um, that even though you're not allowed to admit, that you might have liked a daughter at some point in your life plan. That's not okay, because that means you're being ungrateful about your life and all the rest of it. Yada yada yada. <laughs> However, other people are allowed to go, oh, three boys, or oh, yeah. fourth time lucky then, eh? Somebody said to me in the post office was <laughs> like as though as though I'd been as though I'd got three scratch cards and hadn't won. You know, kind of like, you know, fourth time lucky love. Or um, oh, what's the other thing? Um Oh no, when we were pregnant and I somebody said to me, well, do you know what you have? And I said, yeah, it's a boy. And somebody went, oh, oh oh well at least uh, at least you'll be able to pass the clothes down You're like kidding. like I'd like I just told them my dog had died oh my or, god yeah it was, and oh it made me god. feel really defensive I was okay. like he's very much wanted this third boy of mine actually um, <laughs> bless him even though even though he, we do very often forget Wilf's name it's like Henry Jude whatever <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, what's your name
0: oh, brilliant oh, I still do that with Amadine sometimes we had so many names for her yeah. in, in the end towards the end we had lots of names for her and I'm like which one did we be? Which one, no, which which one, one is one it? Which one won? <laughs> it's really funny as well. Because we... Um,
1: so Wilf is... On his birth certificate, he is just Wilf yeah. as opposed to Wilfred. So I wanted him to be Wilfred because I always liked to have like the formal... I wanted to have the formal, you know, when he's been naughty so that we can go Wilfred. Yeah. Um, and actually we know somebody that's got a Wilfred and I've always loved the name. James had always vetoed and said no to wilfred because he wasn't so sure but he loved wilf so to me that felt like a really good compromise Mm -hmm. okay he'll just be wilf wilf is is what he'll be known as but then when it came to registering him i was like but we should probably just put the fred on the certificate yeah wilfred you know he's wilf nicholas i was like wilfred nicholas you know that's what we'll do and james like no no because we'll never call him wilfred you know he he he's just he's just wilf so it was like okay i'm going to concede on this because you know, you were happy to go with the name, kind of, in, of sorts. So that's so you know, Wilf Nicholas he will be. And what do we call him now all the time, Wilfred? All the time. Oh, yeah. We call him Wilfred all the time. So, like, every time he's, like, opening, he just... he's a, They always want what they can't have. So he's obsessed with opening the cupboard that houses, like, our skybox and the um, um, <laughs> Wi-Fi thingy. And he just... He's constantly trying to pull all of that out, and Henry's got PlayStation. He's trying to get out PlayStation controllers all the time, and we both sit there and we go Wilfred. And um, every now and again, I just look at James as I like. I told you, yeah, I told you so. He's, he's actually him. Wilf on his passport, but we're calling him Wilfred. We've done it all wrong. It's all, it's all wrong. Um, but oh, I suppose it doesn't brilliant. really matter, does it? You that know, their name matter, is, you know, no. their name
0: is what their name. But yeah, it'll only matter if they ever see their certificate. and They'll be like, yeah, but Mum, I'm not Wilfred. Yeah, I'm Wilf. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't call me that one. And how were your births?
1: Very different. My my last birth was just amazing. Really, really lovely. The other two were not so great. Um actually the first one, because I had preeclampsia with Henry, um, it was very medical as a yeah. birth. Um and there were a lot of there were a lot of drugs. It was reasonably quick, epidural, um, stitches, the works, but it wasn't an, but it wasn't a hugely negative experience, I wouldn't say. Yeah. It just wasn't what I'd had in mind, but it was it was fine. And um and they said if he's born if he if he's delivered before midnight um you know if he's not delivered before midnight we're gonna have to take you down for a C section because your blood pressure and he was born at 20 to midnight no on Valentine's Day. Um, and I just felt like you know something was on our side. It yeah. was like yeah yeah so that was fine. I wasn't put off at all and then I think naively thought that I didn't need to do any kind of, you know, breathing or like preparation stuff for birth number two, because I'd had one, so I knew what I was doing. Um, and Jude's birth was just awful. It really was awful. Um, but I think I can kind of, <laughs> I can kind of now understand the bits that were kind of where, it I don't know where it went wrong. Um, and I just had no way of kind of coping with any of like the intensity of the feelings I was just I just, I was, I was, became that woman I mean, don't you, I, I? don't like recommend One Born Every Minute to p- pregnant women but if you happen to stumble across like an <laughs> episode I was the woman on One Born Every Minute like screaming and shouting at everybody at one point I was, I can laugh now at one point I was like on all fours like my waters were still breaking so I was just kind of on all fours, on the floor because I wouldn't move to the bed so I just got, kept swearing at poor Trish the midwife and I was like just kind of sploshing about on all fours, na- completely naked. I refused to put anything on. Just like, take me to theatre. And James is, like, feeling like he has to kind of be there for me, but also apologise because I'm, I'm, I was a ridiculous. And, um, yeah, kind of totally putting off the whole birth experience. And then I met Siobhan from the Positive Birth Company, who I know you've had on yes. your podcast before. Um, and um, I was so sceptical. Um, we met because we both got three boys, and it was like, let's go take them out for a walk. Um, you know, we had the whole, whole joke of you know having boys is like having dogs. You just need to take them for a run. So we took them to the forest, and she said, "Oh, you have you you must do. You know, if you ever have another one, you must do one of my courses." And I thought, mm, hypno thing, like it's not going to be for me. It sounds very kind of mumbo jumbo, incense. You know, I probably have to eat my placenta and do some chanting and you know I had this such a fixed idea of what it was going to be like which
0: so many people have the yeah. word hypnobirthing I, I think thought is I'd is be hypnotised yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I honestly thought I thought I'd be hypnotised and they'd be like hmm and I thought it's <laughs> not going to work for me because I've, I've, I've sworn I've been in a birth pool and then demanded to get out straight away because I want something that effing works not just a giant bath um, <laughs> I, I was like I, I'm not going to be somebody that will benefit from hypnobirthing so thank you but no thank you and then the more I thought about but I am very much a you've got nothing to lose kind of attitude and um, so I did a you know I did the course with Siobhan and um, it just it was like a real like eureka like epiphany moment of oh my god I've just been doing it all wrong and I spent um, yeah I spent time actually preparing yeah you know, night before going to bed, I spent time like practicing the breathing techniques and, um, you know, with the nice, calming, relaxing room spray. And then when I went into labour, you know, it wasn't uh, with Wilf, you know, my blood pressure was a bit high and they'd suggested that I went down to the labour ward and all the rest of it. And I sort of said, actually, you know, can we try me on in the birthing pool for a minute um, at the like birth centre bit if and my blood pressure doesn't come down. Obviously, I'm absolutely happy to, you know, follow your lead, but can we just try it my way for a minute? Which is something that Siobhan had kind of said, you know, ask questions. Don't be afraid to say, why are we doing this? And, you know, weigh up the risks and all the rest of it. And they're like, actually, yeah, there's no reason why you can't get in the birth pool, you know, for a moment. You're not high risk at this stage. And I got in and lo and behold, my blood pressure came down and Wilf was born in the water. And it turned out that a giant effing bath was actually... And really nice james was like on hand spritzing the room spray oh God, and and, and with and, and with the calming like spa music and it was all very um and it wasn't like it wasn't a particularly quick labor but it was just it was just really nice and it kind of restored my faith in and i don't actually feel like the contractions although siobhan would tell me off for saying contractions but i don't actually feel like the contractions were any less intense than what they were when i had Jude, but I just wasn't panicked about yeah. them, I just, you know, I kind of did all the visualisation techniques, all of it, I was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go the whole hog and do it, and it was so, so good, yeah, oh, really, really how long good. How was your labour? Um, I went into labour, so I actually went into, I was in labour at Henry's Nativity,
0: no. Yeah. Oh, so I went God. to watch Henry's
1: nativity in church and I'd had this thing and Sharon said to me you won't give you won't go into labor unless you're relaxed and I said I'm not going to be relaxed until Henry's done his nativity because I had this real mum guilt in advance about missing his nativity because he had lines and it was like oh, yes I can send family in my place but if I'm giving birth to his sibling and not his I just it was a real real worry for me um so the day of the nativity came and i think i knew i was going to go into labor but i was really in denial i just had all the signs; that had the show and all that sort of stuff i was like no 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 yeah. because luckily his nativity performance was in the morning at the church local church um so i went to his nativity performance it was literally having contractions like but really you know far apart like 15 20 minutes or whatever I was paranoid that my waters were going to break so I had like really light colored jeans on nothing else is just going to be you know I don't want to cause a scene <laughs> we won for the ptfa newsletter um so jesus. and then yeah yeah jesus, baby jesus and so I knew I went home after so this was in the morning, So this was like you know 10 o'clock and then there was a kind of a whole day of very slow um, I watched the holiday I watched the you know I thought put a film on all the rest of it birth ball all that kind of stuff and um, he wasn't actually born until just before midnight wow. but it it like you know um, ramped up in terms of intensity quite quickly in the in the afternoon yeah. and then it was like we need to get to hospital and then I think because I was calm when I got there I, it was like, Oh can you just go and take a seat and James was like, Are you alright? And I was like, I can't take a seat actually. I I you know, I don't I'm not sure that I'm able to sit down, but it's okay because I'm doing breathing in for four <laughs> out for eight. <laughs> and he's like, thinking, who is this woman? She's gonna swear any minute we'll see what this hypnobirthing does. And um And then I sort of went and had a really quiet, polite word at the desk and said, oh, um, you know, I am now getting three and ten and I'm, you know, I'm I'm feeling like I need to move somewhere now to kind of have the baby sort of thing. But I was still really, like, British, you know, like, I'm really sorry, (laughs) the baby's going to come out. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like... Um, but because I was so calm, and they said, "Oh, do we check you? To see how many centimeters dilated you are?" And I said, "Oh, um, you know, thank you very much for your kind offer, but if it's all the same to you, I'd rather not have any internal examinations because I'd had them previously and always found them really stressful and they'd really upset me." And um, so I was like, "Oh, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. I, I, I don't feel like I need to know if I'm two centimeters or eight centimeters. I think I just feel like I'll know when it, you know, it's when great. it. <laughs> they're looking at me and go, I feel like I know when it's time for my down breaths." <laughs> they're like, okay, okay, love um but it was it just all went and they were really supportive as well um at the hospital you know yeah. they were really like they were like oh she's so calm you know yeah. she's just she's so natural at giving birth and james kept on <laughs> well rosie here's the thing last time you should have seen what happened and they were like couldn't believe it and he was like yeah she like with jude i went on strike at 10 centimeters dilated and refused to push so they were like okay sarah it's time you to you push down into your bottom you know all the rest of it and i was like no no and everybody was I like, don't know what to do now. And then I just pretended to push. So there was like this ridiculous five minutes when I was going, mm, oh, no. every time I had a contraction, mm, And they're like, you're not pushing, are you? Nope. It was ridiculous. I just lost it, completely lost it. Whereas with Wilf, I was just like kind of quietly in the yeah. zone until I sort of had to just sort of say, oh, you know, he is, you know, he is coming out. Like I can, you know, he, I can feel his head's coming out. And they were really calm and gentle with the mirror and like yeah. to double check. And it was like, yeah, no, he's fine. You're doing great. Like, carry on, you know. I'm um, just. I just don't think I made a noise. It was really weird. It was so like, you know. I suppose that's that's yeah. That's the birth that you know I'd kind of dreamed of. It's yeah. just. Um, it's a shame that it took me three children,
0: three <laughs> to children get to get there. <laughs> yeah, isn't that mirror like a giant cake slice? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. The one in the bottom. Oh isn't it? They, like, yeah, slide yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I remember seeing it, being like. Yeah, that. what is that? Yeah, why? 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 <laughs>
1: the worst thing for me is I seem to have so with both Jude and Wilf, I have I had a problem with the placenta and that it failed to spontaneously deliver. So even after they give me the injection, it just wouldn't come out. They yeah. just get stuck. And um, so I'd had this really serene birth, and it was all very kind of there was no sort of interference, for want of a better word. And it was just lovely. And actually, when Wilf was born, he did have his cord wrapped around his neck, but it wasn't causing him any problems. They very carefully kind of moved it, and then he came up onto my chest, and it was all like, lovely, 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 lovely. And about, like, 40 minutes later, they're going, yeah, we need, you know, the placenta does need to come out now, so they kind of have to take Wilf off me, and James give him a cuddle. And then they're like, the best thing to do is to try and push it, is to try and push it out. So So they took me into, like, the little side... You know the ensuite. Yeah, and I sat on the toilet with like one of those like hat bowls underneath me, and and tried to push out the placenta. Um, then what? Why have somebody that's gone? Oh, when we're designing this room, what we'll do is we'll put a full-length mirror in front of the toilet because that's what everybody wants to see. So I'd had all that like calm. There was James with the room spray, spa music, lovely, lovely, lovely. And then fast forward ten minutes later, and I'm sat on the toilet trying to birth the placenta, looking at myself like, oh, and it was just, but it was quite, it was quite comical because so obviously by that point I knew Wilf was fine, and um, but yeah, it did, they managed to get it out, but they have to kind of, to kind of manually manipulate it Aww. to get it out, which um, is pretty, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty brutal. And with with Jude, I very nearly ended up in theatre to get the placenta out because yeah. it got stuck. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. After all of that, it's like, yeah. come on, placenta, just. These are things thing? I didn't know, you no. know, before having, before being pregnant, and actually, even when I was pregnant, I don't think I read as far as, like, I think I read about, you know, in the, like, the birth books, I'd kind of read, you know, after I'd seen some pictures of crowning, I was like, that's as much as I need to know, um, I won't read the placenta chapter, so <laughs> I honestly thought it just kind of plopped out in the baby's slipstream, like it just came out <laughs> at the at the same time, I had no idea, it was a separate, you know, the faux fact, they call it the art, you know, after birth yeah. or whatever, but um, I thought, I honestly thought, this is like, I, you know, a, a grown woman. I just thought you would have the baby and kind of as the baby came out, the placenta would come out as well. You yeah. never, unlike a TV programme or drama, do they go, oh, you know, hang on a minute, Carol, your placenta's stuck. It just doesn't happen, does it? No. So,
0: I don't understand why we are educated as women in periods, sex. What about pregnancy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one educates us on pregnancy. No, I know. I I really don't get that. Because it's, you know, a very natural thing that's gonna happen if you want to go that direction. Yeah. But why why I just don't understand why we don't get
1: I don't know, it was just so surprising. <laughs> and then and then like the other thing was and I'm sure that, that this is all information that is freely available actually, but I just probably hadn't looked into it enough. So I had no idea before having Henry that you, you know, you had, like, the after pains. Oh. And uh, I swear to God, I thought there was another baby in there. I thought I was contracting all over again. I was like, yeah, there's been a twin. We've missed one. We, there must be. Because I'm like, he's out. And yet I'm still having this. You know, and every time you breastfeed, it's quite intense, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that kind of... Um, again, that was a surprise. It was yeah. like... But maybe they don't put it, you know... It's, I don't know. Maybe it's not, not really a good advert, is it? For Maybe it's, some, maybe it's better. There are some things that you discover... Well, you know, as you go, <laughs> thrown into in the so. deep end. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I think so. Was your midwife called Rosie?
1: Yeah,
0: mine was as Was she? I Did she ginger hair? Oh my god, I don't know. It was really tied back and oh. like plaits. Oh no, don't not know. ginger ginger. Mm. Not I didn't sorry. notice. She had quite ginger. curly hair, but obviously yes. she had it. Yeah, it might be very curly. I'm sure she was wearing glasses. Oh,
1: she was very. She was very nice. So lovely. She was really lovely, and actually, it was really funny because she had read. She had read either one of my books. Oh, really? Because she had her professional hat on. Yeah. She was like, "Oh, we knew you'd be coming in, but we didn't." It was really funny. So she was like, "I was wondering if I would get kind of get you type thing." Yeah. And yet, I did the whole throughout my labour. This is my husband James, and we've got two boys already. And she went, "I'll have you." That's really nice. She she knew. (laughs) But how? How? uh, I just think she did so well to not be like, "Oh, I know." Or. You know, even afterwards, yeah. I was like, oh, thanks so much, you've been amazing, blah, blah, blah. She didn't say anything. Yeah. And then when I did a Facebook post to kind of thank the World Evan and Exeter and say we've had a really amazing experience and a special, you know, shout-out to Rosie, she messaged me and said, oh, yeah, I didn't know. But I didn't know that, you know, you had a blog and a Facebook page and all the rest of it, but, you know, I just didn't want to,
0: yeah, didn't want to kind I, of say, which yeah. was really sweet. I find it so weird that you birth your child... With this, amazing i mean, Rosie was just insane. She was amazing, and then we had this other lady called Emma, who came in when Rosie was at the end of her shift. And I find it so weird that you just say goodbye and then never see them, yeah, ever again, yeah. And I was just like, well, "I need, I need your number. Yeah, I need, yeah. I'm like, okay. sending you a picture of my child because you really want to see it. I know it's weird, isn't I it? I found it so strange. And Hendrik and I went in with chocolates and cards afterwards, after a couple of days. And I remember I was so naive to it. I was like, "Is Rosie here? no, which Rosie? Lots of Rosies. And, well, you know, they kind of all circulate. And I was just like, but I want to give her a hug. I want to say thank thank you. you. And, you know, I want to apologise for swearing.
1: (laughs) I know, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. It's like the most kind, you know, one of the most memorable, you know, if not the most memorable like thing you'll ever do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you just, you know. It's so so weird. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about relationship and if. I mean I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this but if you feel because I have the same but if you feel like having children has changed your relationship with yeah, your husband oh
1: absolutely 100% <laughs>
0: yeah um, I think in
1: lots of ways it has changed it for the better mm-hmm. because I think we are we are very much a team so sometimes <laughs> sometimes we will just have these ridiculous conversations where do you ever have a moment when you just feel like you're not enough of a grown-up to be responsible for a child all the time so so somehow we found ourselves with three children yet we feel like children ourselves so sometimes we'll do the whole parenting thing i'm you know really disappointed in your boys this is not good you know there's gonna be repercussions for this behavior and then we'll stand in the kitchen and be like what the fuck do we do now like what are we supposed to do i don't know <laughs> what's the what, he, what he said was rude but it was quite funny wasn't it yes it was like um and um and yeah just sometimes we, we i do feel like we have that united front of and and we will just laugh and joke and be like you know we very and we obviously are only joking but we very often find ourselves in situations where we go we have had too many kids like that we're at there's now more of them than there are of us and we're no longer safe in our own house um and um so yeah to, we, we we like we laugh one hell of a lot probably more and i'm probably because i previously like right, and i had a job in finance i was very um serious about work So I would work all day, then I'd come home and work in the evening, so sometimes logging on at weekends. So even though I remember, like, the glory days of, you know, being able to have a nap on a Sunday afternoon or being able to get drunk and then right off the next day for a hangover, those are all lovely things. But actually, um, we didn't have all that much time together as a couple anyway, I don't, you know, I don't think. Yeah. Um... But yeah, obviously there are certain things that do change and, you know, I've been very open in writing my books about, like, I've written whole chapters about, you know, sex after kids. In the A to Z I've got an X for X-rated which basically says kind of like these are all the conditions that have to be met in order for you to have sex as yeah. a parent and it's like a whole list of things that basically by the time you get to the end of it there's just no chance of there's no <laughs> chance of it happening so I was like you know it's not a Monday because obviously nobody has sex on Monday um it's not January same reason like that just doesn't happen Luther isn't on because you want to watch that in real time um and you know the kids aren't you know going to potter her in and wonder why mummy and dad are having a wrestle now yeah. in bed um and it was just all those you, you know none of the kids have got a cough there's nothing more off-putting than trying to get in the throes of passion and then the the cough starts and start yeah. like oh is that cough it sounds a bit creepy. i might have to book mm-hmm. him in for the doctors i'll phone him in i'll phone up tomorrow morning no moment's gone <laughs> um and just yeah that you know we like we have we have you know sex Undoubtedly less than what we had before we had kids Yeah. Um, although when we were talking about well, we had we had to have the birds and bees chat kind of bef- ahead of what I thought we would have with Henry at, who was six at the time because somebody at school his brother or sister had tried to explain what Aww. sex is and what that means but Henry got confused so he came home and said "Oh, I don't want to be a grown up because if you're a grown up you have to do sexing and this is like we're just like eating spaghetti he's like Okay, and I said, What do you know about sexing, Henry? Really thinking maybe he means sexting. I don't know, you know. I mean that's not that's better or worse. And um he was like, Oh, well I'm not telling you it's disgusting, but it involves willies and bums. Oh And we were like, Oh, okay. Um I was thinking it's got got, got very liberal nowadays, willies and bums, so right, okay. So I said, Right, um if you're talking about making a baby Sexing? then actually, no, it would be, you know, a penis and a vagina. You know, kids are hysterical by this point, like, vagina, fanny, oh, mummy said that's so funny, it's never not funny. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm trying my best to do the whole, you know, this isn't something we're going to be embarrassed about, we're going to have an open family, we're going to chat about this kind of stuff. And um, Homie's like, oh. And I said, no, it's, it, it'd be a willy and a, you know, or a penis and a vagina. He's like, oh, that's even worse than a willy and a bum. So by this point, me and James have just gone. We're just, like, pissing ourselves, like, oh, my God. And then at the end of the conversation, he went, oh. And also, it's disgusting because that means that you and daddy must have done sexing three times. <laughs> And James is like, Yeah, that's about the measure of it, son, like of recent years. Oh dear, it was so, oh, funny. It's so the funny. The logic of because obviously you wouldn't do it unless you were gonna have a of child. It's no. disgusting. Why it's would just you? a means to an end. Um so yeah, it was that was that was quite funny. The sexy. So yeah, he still doesn't understand, I don't think, really, but it's it's quite scary that you know somebody's brother or sister can go, Yeah, this is what happens. And you can just imagine huddled at school, like, no way.
0: Yeah. I can't believe what, why? Oh, oh my God. gosh. Oh my goodness. Um well done you. It sounds like you handled it like a pro.
1: I, I tried my best, but I mean, you just I just it's just like a Tuesday tea time. I wasn't prepared for it. You know, <laughs> we were just having a chat, you know, we you know we'd like we were talking about something and then all of a sudden it was like we're talking about willy's and vaginas. Dude's beside himself like on the floor mm. laughing cuz like he thinks fanny is the funniest word ever and they just know that even even if you try and try and have a household where you're like these aren't funny terms yeah. you know it's just an anatomy or whatever kids they're just never not funny no I said to Jude the other day I said oh, I love you Jude and he said I love you too mum he said I love your face I was like oh I love you too Jude I love your hair and he was like I love your fanny and oh then, and, then, and, then, and then they just know that's funny so then they're like creasing and I'm going that's not appropriate yeah. it's not an appropriate <laughs> chat but he's four I mean but he just knows that there's a reaction if he says it so it's just like uh, I'm like okay fine How did you keep it I'm just set? like just don't say that in nursery please don't <laughs> say it in
0: nursery <laughs> oh, oh dear! When you had Henry yes. obviously your first, was that quite a hard? Did you find there was a transitional phase that was quite tricky in the husband I, wife?
1: I think, I think it's hugely influenced by how you feel in mm. yourself. So actually, I think quite often. Um, it's a classic. It's not you, it's me thing in the relationship, but it really is. There wasn't. At no point did I go off James. Did I not love James as much as I had done before? I was moderately angry at him all the time that he got to leave the house and go to work and I didn't. Right. Obviously, that was my issue. <laughs> but I would send him really abusive text messages like, "Your son has done this today," or "Your son." Because oh, yeah. Henry didn't. Henry, um, pretty much refused to nap from the outset. And he dropped all daytime naps at 10 months. Oof. Jude, at four, will still happily take himself to bed and go for a nap, which is why he's my favourite. Only joking, but <laughs> kind, kind of not. Um, love, Jude loves a nap. Well, he will go, I'm a bit tired, I'm going to have a nap. I'm like, yes, oh, please, that's my son. Yeah. I can see that. That's my son. Henry has just fought daytime naps from the outset. Got and so he'd just be savage all day because he hadn't had a nap. Um, so that's you know those that was kind of the, the messages. So, of course... I felt quite delicate I was like a fish out of, out of water I didn't know what I was doing I felt like I was doing everything wrong I felt yeah. like all the other mums knew more than I did um, and actually that was where the whole unmumsy thing came from originally it wasn't an attack on perceived kind of mumsiness yeah. which actually wasn't something that ever crossed my mind it was just that for me the other mums I saw at playgroup seemed mumsy kind of in the best sense of the term in that they knew what they were doing they had their bags packed properly and their children they knew when they'd be weaning and they knew the signs to look out for and and they knew that flushed cheeks and a nappy rash meant the baby would be teething why didn't I know that I didn't know anything so they were mumsy and I felt decidedly unmumsy in comparisons that was very much like the kind of start of that feeling of otherness like there's a club and I'm not in it (laughs) And, um, and so I think the fallout from that in terms of relationship is that I was down on myself all the time mm. feeling quite low and vulnerable and then you know if you don't feel good in yourself there's no there, there, was, no, there, was, there was nothing of me to go round. there was yeah. nothing left you know i had a baby physically attached to my person pretty much all the time at no point did i think oh i know what i need now i need another human touching me i just didn't i didn't want I, that's not you know that's, that it was like i didn't want to be needed by somebody else yeah um and i think it's very much your mental Kind of mindset has an impact because Jude, we you know, I found an easier transition going from one to two than I did from zero to one. I really? think, yeah, and um, and so I don't think our relationship has ever been you know detrimentally affected particularly, but the most that it's ever been tested is probably when Henry was born. Yeah. And James probably came home from work, and looked at me and thought, "Who the hell is this?" He yeah. was really, really good and really supportive, but I was angry that he. Left the house and could have an adult conversation with people and chat, 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 and then come home for you know an hour of throwing a baby in the air and making them laugh. And um, I just felt like I dealt with, dealt with shit, literal shit, sometimes all day, you yeah. know, kind of. Um, so yeah, that's. The, I think that's the fallout. I don't think it's about the relationship ever. I don't think it's the relationship that's not, um, you know, that's not strong or that's that's the problem in any. It's just if you're if you feel like crap. Yeah. There's no part of you that's like, you know, I just there's just nothing there's just nothing of me left. Yeah. I didn't feel like a particularly good friend either. You know, it wasn't just, you know, the kind of marital relationship. I felt like I stopped, you know, kind of commute. I would kind of <laughs> communicate with friends, but I was the first of most of my friends to have a, to have a baby. So when the sort of times that they would message or the things that I would be invited to, were just like you know impractical mm-hmm. um so I kind of just stopped messaging people I it was quite kind of isolating I think whereas yeah. as I've like it's weird because even though now it's so much harder in many ways with three kids I think I've lowered the bar I've lowered our expectations so much that we're just happier because I don't expect so much from myself or you know it's um it's weird it's funny how you can have more children but somehow feel less stressed
0: yeah I don't know yeah. I keep trying to tell my husband that. I keep trying to say, you know, because I would really like to. Yeah. But I think there's been such a realisation for him having one that he, even though his life really hasn't changed, yeah. <laughs> he will still sit in the corner over there with his brand new Nintendo Switch. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing on it. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to interact with your daughter today? Yeah. <laughs> no, no? No. And then I'll come down and I would have gone upstairs on some laundry or something, you know, mum jobs. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mum jobs. And he'll be sitting there, and he'll just be, you know, grizzling, wanting daddy's attention, he'll be there on his Nintendo Switch, hmm. like, oh, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't rock the boat, it's going to be okay. Or he'll come back from work, and he'll be like, so what have you done today? Yeah. Oh, that question. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I've kept your daughter alive today. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What have you done today? I've kept like 300 people alive. Yeah, exactly. They just don't yeah. know it. Yeah, they don't know it. <laughs> the, weird, the really
1: nice thing about us reversing roles and James doing shared parental leave was, even though he never once sent me abusive or sweary text messages, so he de- he, st- he definitely coped better than I have, but that <laughs> when I would come home from... Sometimes he would come home from work after I had Henry, and then when I had Jude, and even though Jude was a was you know um, you know pretty delightful as a baby, um, the, the baby days were spent also trying to like potty train his brother, yes. and so there was that added like extra dynamic. Yeah, um, it was like the 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 misfortune of the fact that we finally had a baby that napped, but we were also in charge of a toddler who still didn't. So yes. it was like, um, but he it, James would come home and kind of be like. I'm sure there must have been a point where he would think, "What have you been doing all day?" Because look at the state of the place, or whatever. And um, and you can't you can't explain to somebody unless they live it. You can't explain to somebody the intensity of what it's like to have a baby yeah. on you or needing you all day. Yeah. And when I came back from work one day, I think Wolf must have been about five months old. And uh, James was like, "Well, I was going to do this, and I was going to do this." He's actually really, really good around the house. You know, really good like you know, washing and chores. we pretty, I'd say we're pretty even split. Um, and he's like um, I haven't been able to do anything he hasn't let me do anything he's been whinging all day he's done this this. and it was like a real like and I was just like I know I get it I do get it but also like I know it sounds really mean but I'm so glad you've had that day Um, because you totally and he will say now that going out to work is easier than being at home and And again that's probably been really good for our relationships we can kind of high five it's like we've been in the trenches together it's like
0: yes we've done it you know. I wish Armandine would take a bottle so I could just go out, even if it's like for four hours. Yeah. Where he would have to nap her, he would have to change her, he would have to feed her. You know, all of those basics. Yeah. Just so he can see how intense it is yeah, having it is really a baby that needs you. All the time yeah, yeah, yeah there's no break
1: no and also there's no sick days there's no. no and you know and I think the problem is like with with parenthood but motherhood especially because of what you're fed online and in the media and stuff is that you have this you have this at all times this awareness of how lucky you are yes. and because of that you then feel guilty for ever daring to think I could actually really use a break yeah um and that is that's like a con- you know a continuous struggle like I know you know um I've always made fun of the whole kind of hashtag blessed thing mm. because there are so many moments or hashtag cherish every moment because some moments just aren't cherishy, they're just not, they're not, <laughs> they're not moments to be cherished yeah. But you know, putting my kind of sarcasm aside, you know, I know we are very blessed. So that's always like that internal struggle, isn't it? When you're thinking, you know, sometimes I just look at the kids and I'm like, I just need to, I just need to get away from you. I love you, but you're doing my head in Henry does not stop talking at seven. It's like Minecraft, football, <laughs> questions, this happened, blah, 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 blah. And um, sometimes i like, I just want to watch, the- I have this thing, I just want to watch the headlines, I just want to watch the news, like 6 o'clock news, just, mummy just wants to watch headlines. It's like a really simple kind of, you know, yeah. request. It's like, it's, I don't want much from my life, but I just want to catch the headlines. <laughs> and, uh... Um, and then Steve in Minecraft did this, and then I built this, and then I did this, and mummy, 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 mummy. And obviously the more children you have, the less chances you'll ever have kind of silence. Yeah. Um, but I also know that, that kind of non-silent you know, non chaos, I do love it. I, I oh. do kind of, you know, that is what I want. I just wish there was like a mute button for half an hour a day where I could yeah. go, okay, shut up, and mummy's doing her stuff now, and yeah. then um yeah that's, so that's the that's always the, the tricky one you're saying about you know mum guilt yeah is that to ever dare to think it's like it's never okay to say you know i remember life before we had the kids almost like in some circles you don't say that oh no it's like saying voldemort you're not allowed to talk about life before <laughs> that isn't the you that life is dead to you now we don't reminisce about it it's um but actually, it was a great... life. You know, life was brilliant before we had kids. It's different now. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's any less brilliant. It's probably more brilliant. But they're kind of brilliant in their own rights. So and yeah. I think that should be, you know,
0: okay. Absolutely. <laughs> to say. Absolutely. I really, I really don't think mum guilt should be a thing. But it is. It is, yeah. Huge, hugely. Yeah. Even... I went to go and see my wonderful friend... Wonderful friend... Um, the other day, who's just given birth to her baby. And she had it so under control... It was the first time I felt a really odd guilt like I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it was mum guilt but I was like why didn't I have it that under yeah, control yeah yeah. Like, yeah and I it's I that self-doubt felt, isn't it yeah yeah and I almost felt guilty for Amandine that I didn't have it under control uh, isn't that weird yeah it's so weird how the no, it is weird. But also
1: the fact that you've only seen like a snapshot of that day or whatever yeah and um you know appearances can be so deceptive oh, the yes. number of messages I've had over the years since starting a blog from mums that say you know I am the mum at playgroup that people perceive has her shit together mm-hmm. because I the thought of people thinking that I don't is so much of a burden that I go out of my way I spend two hours getting ready for playgroup. I do this mm-hmm. I do that so that people because it's really important to me that people think oh, she's doing well, Yeah. but then behind the scenes, she's actually not doing very well at all, but she's yeah. kind of like, I've oh, to keep up this facade now, because people are sort of saying, well, how do you do it? So she's like, I'm talking to them, like, my baby's got a routine, she's like, my baby's never slept through the night, I'm tired all the time, I haven't had sex with my husband in two years, you know, kind of like, real, but she would be the mum that you'd go, oh, wow, I wish I could be, yeah. I wish I could be like her. And yeah. I remember getting her message and being like, that's so interesting, just that she feels like she has to almost keep up this, character yeah. now with you know mum that's got it all yeah actually behind the scenes she's like i'm really struggling oh, it's quite sad God
0: bless it. whereas
1: so i would be much more likely to be the mum <laughs> fall into the playgroup like <laughs> pram wheels fallen off <laughs> forgotten the baby wipes you know and baby's done a poo can i borrow some um like chaos you know flustered frazzled yeah. um you would look at me and think she's got no shit together whatsoever but generally quite happy. Yeah. You know,
0: like, yeah. Because um, that's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah,
1: Because I would just be, it's weird. And I think you find, I don't know how you found going to like different baby groups and things, but I found that different groups can be very different. Yes. So I had some groups where it kind of felt like a safe space to kind of say, I'm finding it really hard. And then others, I went to a breastfeeding um, like support group once. And um, I went in there and I was knackered and had a really rough night. And somebody said to me, Oh, how are you getting on? You know, in the kind of, that voice How are you, how's mum doing you know because you lose your name yes. don't you you don't yes. have a name anymore just how's mum doing I was like, oh my god, it's awful, isn't it? Isn't it awful? He doesn't sleep. I'm so tired. I just want this. Blah, blah, blah. Couldn't even eat my curry last night. James had to cut it up into you know fork sized chunks so that I could eat with one arm while I was feeding him. And blah blah blah. Oh, breast is best, is it? You know, I was kind of like you know well, I haven't showered, but you know that's fine because he's you know you know <laughs> he's feeding on demand. Blah, 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 like man, like a real kind of ram. And actually, all I needed for them to do was to kind of giggle and go, you know this too shall pass type thing and it was just like I was just met with a wall of kind of silence and really kind of judgy like and then you know this other mum was like oh yeah well you know um, no, I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm happy to let everything else go because oh we're just in a bubble. And I oh like, God, this is not my safe space. <laughs> I have to find a new one." Um, oh but yeah, God. so it's well, that's that's one. You know, people will say like, "What advice would you give to mums?" And it's like, if you if you go to something, if you go somewhere, and it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't think that that's representative of what everywhere is like because you will find somewhere where it's absolutely okay to go.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm struggling. Yeah, or, yeah, and it's important. I yeah. think it is important to. Get that out. Yeah, that's not internalize it. I I will n- never forget. I don't know. I think I had my pregnant yoga ladies around here when our one must have been three weeks. You know when they like when they just sleep yeah, anywhere yeah. and everywhere yeah, like yeah. that really lovely yeah. period when you're like get up and play. I want yeah, you to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but aren't you doing anything? Yeah. I know. But second child, I think when we have our second child, I'd be like yes, yeah, sleep. Yeah, sleep. I'm gonna go nap now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I baked a freaking lemon cake. Yeah, yeah. 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 And now I think, where the hell did I find that time? And why did I yeah. use that time to bake a lemon cake? And I think it must have been so important to me at four weeks when I had them over to think, you know, I've got my under stuff control. together. Yeah, I've yeah. got it. When actually it was a real stress baking that cake, because I was yeah. thinking, like, right, baby's asleep, I've probably got, you know, half an hour right. to get it you in the You put yourself oven under and... pressure to do why? it. I
1: know. Why? But I can remember with Henry, um, thinking that I needed to take him out to do things. So this is when yeah. he be like, before he was even like four or five months old, I would think to myself, oh, we need an excursion. So I'd take him to the museum in Exeter and he would literally sit in his pram eating his raisins and I'd be like going, oh, look at the fine art exhibition, Henry, thinking if I don't do this, he's not, he's not going to grow up with any culture, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll just, you can't just sit in front of baby TV all day. Naturally... He could have just, I could have just popped baby TV on and then I could have, you know, done done something I needed to do, like the dishes that were piling up or yeah. whatever. Um, Or had a, you know, if he napped, I could have had a nap rather than thinking I'm going to use that time to, I don't know, try and <laughs> invent a cure
0: for something. Because I, I need to do something to show that I'm still a useful, like, functioning adult and not. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that is a massive, massive thing. And I definitely feel it like if i haven't gone out with baby in the day somehow i just haven't done right by amodie yeah, yeah. during the day yeah. and it's only been actually whilst the sun's been shining yeah. and i've been able to sit outside that i felt like it's okay to be at home yeah, for yeah. the whole True. day yeah, yeah, yeah. and i don't have to you know bundle her somewhere and ever since she was born i remember thinking right i've got to go out at least once a day i really don't, no, Why? You don't. who's who who is this for yeah, yeah. Like it's not for me. Yeah, and there'll come a
1: point, especially as they get older, when going out once a day is of benefit to you. Yeah. And then therefore you should do it. You know, yeah. when it, if 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 you're like, um, I I find like mentally, I really struggle with a whole day where we're just kind of in the living room. Yes, and that you need know you need to get out. But if you're able to throw open the doors and go outside, that counts. Yeah, you know. She doesn't need to be going around to the National Trust property yeah. to have had a nice day. Yeah. Like it's,
0: um, it's, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. And like I do think mentally getting outside, and especially even if it's just a little walk, is important. It is really good. Even in the early days. Yeah. I think so. Just not being housebound. But I, I mean like going out for, like you said, to a National Trust yeah, property. Yeah. Yeah. Or going to the zoo or yeah, something. I know. You it's know. just
1: ridiculous. The things yeah. you put yourself through. I can remember taking Henry to the aquarium... And honestly, he was at that kind of babe in arm stage where they just stare. Yeah. And we'd paid like, you know, a day's wages to get in yeah. and kind of walk round where he stared and we're like oh look oh he really likes the sharks doesn't he let's take a picture <laughs> pictures that you take in the aquarium are always shit because it's basically a picture of the reflection of yeah. the glass and um oh he really likes that. oh look Henry he's hes, he's touching the starfish he <laughs> literally couldn't have been any less interested but I felt like we'd, we'd done like a really nice thing. of course he has no recollection of his aquarium experience no. because he you know no. you could have taken him to an electrical shop and shown him the tellies and he would have been just is interested, yeah. um, but we felt that we'd done right by him yeah. that day. It is, it is ridiculous. Whereas poor Wilf you know, if people say your standards kind of slip as you have children, then you know, by the kind of depleting <laughs> attention logic, Wilf is just dragged up. It's like he'll be pottering around, and I'm like, "Is he eating a Cheerio? Where's he got that? When's the last time he had Cheerios? Five days ago. Cheerios don't. Cheerios don't go off. There, do they do that, That's all right. Whereas with Henry, I'd have been like, well, "He needs a tetanus because he's he's had something <laughs> off the
0: floor." Um, It'd be interesting to get your take on toys because I remember watching this really great Facebook video where they were handing this baby baby bought toys, you know, toys that are meant for babies, and then things like car keys or a pen. They love and they always want, of course they do the adult objects. they don't want the baby toys. But here I am, and I know quite a few of my friends are also thinking. My car, my 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 car, my house isn't full of lots of colorful, interactive baby toys. Mainly because I just don't want to waste my money yeah, yeah, yeah. and spend lots and lots of money but, on these things. Am I doing wrong by them? By them not having no, lots and lots of toys? No, because the baby can make like what is a toy? Like a baby can make a toy out of anything.
1: Yeah, and um, and there are so many. I mean, there are certain things. Like, um, let's be honest, the the kind of massive. Big plastic, noisy structures that you can get for babies are an eyesore. They're expensive. They're terrible for the environment. You know all yeah. those kind of things. Yet yeah, at some point, that we've always succumbed. So, like a jumperoo is a classic. Yeah. But it was like we're not going to have a jumperoo. James was like, I'm not having that monstrosity in my living room. We have had bought a second hand one with all yeah. of the with all of the kids, but it's always been for a very short time. Um, Wolf wants a TV remote. That's his absolute favourite thing. Our phones, which is quite frightening. Um, you probably see, he's probably like, oh, mummy's on that a lot. Um, Our phones, um, yeah, keys. um, But just general stuff. He just likes opening cupboards and and getting stuff out. Um, And actually, they just love, he loves having like some kind of a tub or a bucket and then just putting things in and out of it. It can be anything. It could be stones or whatever. Um, So in terms of some of the toys he's got, I do sometimes think it's a waste yeah. A waste of money. Okay, it's good to hear your opinion Yeah, on that. As long as she's got... Stu- I mean, as long as she's not sat in, like, you know, sterile white room where it's, like, you know... <laughs> if there's, they things- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's things she can play... With. If there's things that she can play with, that's the thing. It's that the guilt thing. But what is a toy? To them, a baby isn't going, you know, God, Mum and Dad are stingy. They haven't even bought me anything. they just yeah. got me a wooden spoon and a saucepan <laughs> out. Because babies love that. They absolutely yeah. love it. But there will come a point... I think they're very influenced by, you know, they, they go to nursery or they go to a childminder and then they start to say, oh, I really liked that fire engine with the, and there's always the noisy ones, I really like the fire engine with the lights and sounds, everything's yeah. lights and sounds, um, and you know, there'll be certain things that they, and it's, it is, it's funny and it's a balance between what they want and what you want them yeah. to
0: have. Do you so, feel one day Henry might ask you for a drum kit? Oh god, what's going to be your like, No,
1: no, we're getting rid of the garage, the a utility room, so there'd just be no, there just be nowhere for his uh, for his drum kit. But it's like I always said that Henry wouldn't be allowed to do any gaming before he was like twenty five, and now at seven, he he has got a Nintendo Switch and he'll play yeah. Mario Kart or whatever. Um, he's allowed to play Minecraft. He's not allowed to play Fortnite and some of the other things I've heard horror stories about. Because I'm like he's gonna he will get groomed and James yeah. is like okay, um but you know certain things I don't mind him I don't mind him playing but it's just like in moderation yeah you know
0: it's I feel like your son needs to come and play Nintendo with <laughs> yeah, my good.
1: husband they would probably have such a great yeah, day they probably would <laughs> then have a great day maybe I'll just borrow
0: Amandine for the day yeah. and be like I pretend I've got a daughter. <laughs> <All right. laughs> We'll get all the boys over oh, here.
1: Yeah. You and I will go some nice, <laughs> nice walk. Yeah, we'll take exactly. a Little spa day. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, exactly that. I'll, I'll
0: choose as an outfit. <laughs> there are days that I'm
1: like, I go into a shop and I'm like, oh, because I've got a niece, Layla, and um, and so it's really nice because I can like, you know, I will like to my sister, you know, more. Does she need any clothes? Mrs. Mm -hmm. is like, not really. I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just buy her like a tutu and a (laughs) and a princess dressing up outfit and all the rest of it. Um, Because like now, you know, Henry and Jude especially, I buy them like really, you know, like clothes that I think are nice, nice clothes, and they're just like throw them off and like oh they want to put tracksuits on. Just honestly, I'm like. Oh, the other day they were both in like they're not even proper tracksuits they're like h&m's version of like an england tracksuit and i was like, to James, like everything i hope my children wouldn't wear in one picture um however they're happy you know I'm, like, and it's like they dry quickly because it's that like, awful cheap material so that you know that dry but that is you know if that's if that's what they want to wear so wilf bless him. i'm like oh wilf Wilf's still in the stage of getting all the jumpers with like
0: llamas on and you know everything cute because I'm like everything is llamas and unicorns right now everything yeah yeah okay so one thing that I am intrigued by and always wonder how my mum did it but I'm one of two as well so I'm intrigued to know how you do it. Bedtime, yeah. And I remember seeing on your Instagram once because I was doing exactly the same thing <laughs> when you posted it. You were sitting outside on your stories outside the bedroom door, and you were shushing. Oh yeah, the all shush all the freaking yeah, time, yeah. yeah, all the time. And we actually have white noise machines. Yeah, and I yeah, flipping love them. Yeah, same. Don't go anywhere yeah. without them. No, we have it on our phones just yeah. in case we have we forget. Yeah. Hendrick, Hendrik actually being pilot, he sleeps with one on. Yeah, so very used to it. But how with three children do you? Make sure baby goes down at the right time, yeah. and then doesn't get woken up by brothers. How do you know bedtime is actually not like
1: compared to like say the chaos of the morning routine mm. and trying to get everybody on the school run or whatever, which is like peak. If you know, if that's a chaos chaos chart, that's like peak chaos. Yeah, bedtimes are okay because Henry and Jude will will now go to bed quite nicely. Okay, I'd say so. Um. There's usually some kind of bargaining of, you know, you get a story or when I like shot myself in the foot by starting to do little plays with their teddies for them. So, so they're like, can we do talking to teddies tonight, mum? And I'm like, not tonight. And like It's like a once a week only activity. And even though it's really sweet, I'm like, you know, sometimes there's a lot. L- l- you just want to put the kids to bed. Yeah. And they, they're sat there they've picked the, the teddies that are going to be the characters in tonight's talking teddies, and then I have to act out a <laughs> play, and I'm so tired. <laughs> okay. Um, but if I do that, then, then generally, like, they share a room, and they've got separate beds now. They used to have bunk beds. They've got separate beds, and they've both got like a little nightlight from Ikea, a little oh. lamp, a reading lamp, and sometimes it would be like, you can read for 10 minutes, or do your football stickers, or whatever, and then it's bedtime. They're generally really, really good. Henry will quite often, once he's gone to bed, te- push his luck by coming downstairs a couple of times with a, you know... Uh, an array of excuses that I'm not saying are fabricated but I'm also not sure that they're real either yeah. um, he does have growing pains and all that sort of stuff but it'll be like you know my tooth's itchy or I'm really worried about the plastic in the ocean or you know it can be anything oh, it can be anything yeah it can be anything that he's not worried about until it's bedtime when he's trying to delay going to bed <laughs> in the morning um, and let's
0: talk yeah, about yeah, plastic yeah 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 that, do, do that, yeah like,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly um, you know it'll be anything and he'll come down and he'll be like yeah um, or you know something's upset me or I'm scared or you know and it's like you know you. you so there can, quite, there can be a lot of putting Henry back to bed yeah. but he will then just go to bed Jude goes to bed lovely because he just loves sleep he's literally sounds like sounds like an angel child honestly he just loves <laughs> bed he's like a bit tired now, mummy. If I'm gonna go to bed, I'm like, yes, this is the one that's gonna be a good one. Here he is. Um, we probably pay back in like you know, teenage years, he'll be the one that goes off the rails or something. Um, or when he's a teenager, we just won't be able to get him out of bed. He loves bed so much. It'll yeah. be like, um, it, do you, a Wilf is like a different ball game. so he, um. We the whole regression thing, you know, the whole, you know, you get you think you've cracked it and then yeah. you go backwards. Wilf has regressed in kind of every in every area. So every time we think we've cracked it, and he he cannot. He he generally has a morning nap at some point, late morning. He cannot stay up beyond half past six. It Doesn't matter what we do, so we can do like a push try and push the nap back, whatever. By about half past four to five, he goes absolutely like, beside himself with just silliness, crying, throwing himself around the place, really cross, the proper, like, witching hour, oh, yeah. you know. Um, and he's just ridiculous. He's a thumb sucker. And at, you know, quarter to six every evening, he's sucking his thumb and he's, he's, you know, stood up, like, leaning on the sofa, practically falling asleep. So it doesn't matter what we do. By 6, 6.30, he goes to bed and he goes to sleep really nicely. And we had this, like, couple of months... Um, probably like autumn time, so he must have been, yeah, about eight or nine months, but he was sleeping really nicely through through the night, and I was like, it's probably oh because, God. it's probably because, you know, it's our third child, and we know what we're doing, and yeah. And um, then it just went to shit, I don't know what happened, and, um, <laughs> and it was so bad, because we felt like it was worse almost, because it was like a, a taster of, here's what you could have won, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it was screaming at half past nine, screaming at half past ten, you know the pacing, the shushing. He didn't want feeding. Um, You know, we'd make we'd, we'd warm a bottle. He didn't want that. He didn't really want a cuddle. He's kind of really leaning out of our arms to get back into the cot, but also still then getting up in his cot and standing up and screaming. Yeah. And um, we just had yeah a few months of that, and every night it was like Henry and you would go down to bed, and we would have that realization of. You know, when we had two, this is our two. They're asleep now. They sleep nicely <laughs> in their beds and then we'll be like, nah! And be like, that's what we no. did. We went, let's have another one, that'll be fun. And um yeah, the the kind of the real regression. I think we I think touchwood, we've kind of turned the corner again now but um the the one and only night away that we had um without him when james's mum looked after him he cried from midnight until two in the morning or 10 Ooh. till midnight i can't remember which one it was he just cried and she was like i didn't know what to do with him like i didn't know if there's something i should be doing and we were like we still have no idea if there's something we should be we should be doing i'm really not i'm not a fan of like crying out because no. it just upsets me yeah. um absolutely each to their own but i find like, i get anxious yeah so I can't. Do he doesn't like sleeping in our bed. So it's not like you know we're in for- we're forcing him to sleep in his own room. Actually, if he was a really snuggly baby and wanted to come in with us for an easy life, that would be fine. But he doesn't. He just gets in bed with us, and we've got a light switch above our bed, and he just turns the light on and off. It's like a rave <laughs> in the middle of the night, and we're like, ah. um, he doesn't want to be in our bed. He wants. He likes his own. Space and he goes down to bed really nicely. We can put him down to bed awake. So I was like, Mm. we've cracked it. We put him down to bed awake. He, you know, whinges for a little bit. Goes to sleep lovely, like winning. But yeah, he's. I wouldn't say he's a reliable sleeper yet at fourteen
0: months. So I am so happy though that you've just said about going to bed at six. She she goes to bed at six thirty. Yeah, six o'clock. She looks at me and she's like, "Mm, yeah, bedtime. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and then I put her down and she's a dream. If I leave it past, because. I, of course, read the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, seven o'clock. It's got to be seven. It's too yeah. early otherwise, especially at six months old. So I really tried to force it till seven. Bad idea. Yeah, really bad up, I idea. stopped forcing it. Yeah, She went down like a dream, and she's brilliant, and she is actually having a good old wriggle now. I can see those eyes. She's like, Ooh. She's been so good, though. She's been So good. So good. Can you believe we've been there I was being like, don't worry. <laughs> we won't we won't have for long. An hour and a half. That's fine. It's always I thought we might. That. <laughs> but I do have a couple more questions. Yeah, no, that's fine and then, still I start still I start seeing these red dots. Yeah, yeah, go you're uh, alright. Go up where okay, I care, think. I can always go and get her. So on the work front, yeah. the book stuff front. Yeah. Um so you're on to your third book. Yes. And hopefully, it's done, launching September. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, so like, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been handed in. It's been, like, the first draft's been signed off, so we're
1: kind of at the editing stage now, so it's definitely happening.
0: But you must have been writing that when Wilf was teeny, teeny, tiny.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I start, I did start it when he was very small, um, but I didn't really give it a proper push. I probably wrote two-thirds of it,
0: yeah. it like, December, January, just gone, because it yeah. was, like, finally got my head in the game. Um, so if people want to go out and grab your book, yeah. tell tell everyone what's out there
1: already. <laughs> so the and... Unmumsy Mum is my first book, which you can't miss because it's bright pink, Yeah, um, which is out in paperback now as well, which is handy. Um, and then Mum's Mum Diary looks quite similar, but it's purple with kind of like kids, you know, crayon yeah. scrawl on the front.
0: As you'd imagine your diary to the Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, um, just working on the cover for the third one as we speak. But, it would, you know, will I think, almost certainly be a September
0: brilliant and you have a North blog today.
1: as well i have a blog yeah which is a mumsymum.co.uk. yeah um but you can just find me on social media is the best the best the best way to find me I'm yeah, probably which is hilarious more active on fabulous. instagram there than i am on facebook even though i have more followers on facebook
0: but um yeah instagram is where i where i hang out most yeah. of the time yeah <laughs> and i love how your instagram is complete and utter real life yeah it's brilliant. Because I think so many, especially with Instagram, can look all pretty yeah. and nice. And, but in reality, it's not. And, you know, unless it's your job to photograph your children beautifully. And yes. I've seen some people's Instagrams, which are gorgeous. Oh, and they really are. She and I actually... And people, and...
1: Always, people always assume that I must hate those sort of accounts. Yeah. And they're really surprised to, be, to find that. Actually, I follow a mixture of, of the real kind of, what I'd call more aspirational accounts. Yeah. Where you're sold a lifestyle that you yeah. could have. Um, and then the more gritty, like, real ones. Because yeah. I think it'd be, it would be really boring if all you saw was people going, I'm really tired and, yeah. you know, the kids have kicked off and, you know, they keep talking about vaginas at the dinner table or yeah. whatever. You know, you kind of... I want I want a mix of also people that, you know, where they look well turned out and have had a really yeah. nice day walking around the <laughs> National Trust property. Like,
0: you know, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. But what I love is... If, okay, if there's one bit of advice that you could give to new mums out there who are really struggling with comparing themselves to others, which I think is a big thing. Yeah. And also all the advice out there. Yeah. Books. Yeah. Internet. Like, what is the biggest bit of advice the that you The one piece
1: of advice that I would give to new mums or mums-to-be um, would be to lower the bar. And I know that sounds like it's, you know, it doesn't sound like... Um, it almost seems wrong to say, well, before you've even started, you should, like, lower your standards. But actually, I just think that the expectations that we set for ourselves are too bloody high in the first yeah. place. And if you lowered them slightly, you'd realise that you're doing a really good job. Yeah. Um, especially if you're you're creating those expectations based on what you've seen
0: yeah.
1: and read, which generally is just, like, the showreel of best bits, like we were saying. You know, it's... Um, that isn't real life. That's no. not, you know... I actually know of somebody who... Um, is friends with uh, I don't know if they're an interiors blogger or or something they've got really 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 insta worthy home but only in one corner so there's a kitchen that's beautiful and features and actually it's used by brands for you know shoots and all the rest of it but if you zoomed out you would see the exact same level of chaos that you see in any mum and dad's house around the country there are toys there's baked beans there's like it's like you know a tornado's been through it but this one bit has been kind of you know anti-bacterial <laughs> and uh and you know um you know eucalyptus twigs and all the rest yeah. of it to, to within an each of its life yeah. for, for the purpose of its work yeah you know then like no absolute no judgment from me if that's what you're yeah. That's what you need to you know have on your feed, or that's what you need people need you for. Fine, but it's just so funny if you imagined every picture you see, yeah. if you imagine kind of zooming out on it or watching the ten sec- or the ten pictures before or the outtakes or the argument or the bribe over just sit down nicely on that bench and have a picture with your brothers because yeah. you need to post it on Facebook. Um, you would
0: it would be quite surprising, I think. Absolutely. I even told myself off the other day because with the new Mum Talk podcast launch. Of the Instagram page. I've made it look really pretty. And I'm like, what am I doing?
1: Yeah, but it's hard, what isn't it? Because it's a balance. Because sometimes I think if people discover my page, they probably go on it and go, um, oh, you know, <laughs> there's nothing aspirational here. Um, whereas, you know, it is sometimes it is quite nice to see a, to see a feed that is, that is pretty. And uh, the, at. the other thing that a friend of mine said um, was, when you're up doing night feeds and that can feel really lonely you almost feel like yours is the only light on. You know, it's like two in the morning, you've had to put a lamp on, yours is the only light. But if you were to zoom out and see all the other lights up and down the country, of everybody feeding at the same time, you realise there kind of is that community out there. That's not necessarily your next door neighbour. But if you kind of zoomed out on, you know, on Street View Mm. or Google Maps or whatever, you would see other, you know, you're not on your own.
0: Completely. And that's what I'm trying to get a little bit of a hub the mum talk for yeah. everyone who's on the podcast sounds like a really good idea connecting with me then they can maybe connect with each other yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it be nice if they were chatting to someone and then they realized oh my god you're just down the road yes let's yeah. have a coffee yeah absolutely be nice? yes okay right let's attempt to wrap this up just a little <laughs> bit <laughs> okay so i am going to a wedding this weekend solo as i mentioned before yeah what advice can you give me
1: other than um,
0: for it to be garnished, no, absolutely,
1: absolutely not. I think, um, I think, just to remember that, like sometimes you have that thing of that panic of everybody's going to be staring at me or going to cause a scene or whatever. Yes. The majority of people understand. Like we've been to weddings where somebody else has had a baby that has actually kicked off, right. and that person looks massively. Always looks the parent involved always looks massively stressed, but everybody else. Or at least ninety percent of the, of everybody else, isn't sat there thinking, I wish that baby would shut up. They're sat there thinking, Oh, what can I do to let her know that it's actually it's it's fine, we understand, you know. Yeah. Um, just be, you know, just 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 try and relax. As I okay. said, <laughs> I think earlier. I'm sure I'm sure babies sense desperation. <laughs> the more desperate you are for them to to be like chilled out, yeah. Um, I just think the, the the yeah, you're just setting yourself up to fail. Just go with the flow. And if you have to miss Certain bits. It's not the end of the world. God, I've been. I've been to a friend's. We went to a friend's wedding when we were potty training Henry, and he decided he the wedding was boring. So every thirty seconds, he just told us he needed a poo, and it was a bit like the boy cried wolf. But we couldn't risk it. We yeah. had to keep. So I missed. Uh, no, James missed the actual ceremony to take Henry for a poo that he didn't need, and I missed all of the speeches. Oh, but between no. us, we saw some of it. So you'll just have to okay. hopefully, because yeah. obviously you're on your own. You just have to hope to think right. I've seen this bit. That's really nice. I'm here. You've you've you're if just being there. You've kind of done your bit, haven't yeah. you? In terms of you know being a friend, and just don't beat yourself up if you have to nip out and <laughs> feed or <gasps> whatever. I've got, str-
0: I've got this bit that so the wedding is actually an hour away from the reception venue. Oh god! And then the reception venue is an hour and a half away from where I'm staying. Oh wow! So I've got this tricky bit of. I'm going to go to the wedding. I'm then going to drive for an hour. Luckily, my mum's going, so she can take us. Um, and then the wedding reception isn't going to start till five. Yeah. Her bedtime she starts kicking off at six. Yeah. And then to get her to bed, I've got an hour and a half to get back yeah. to where she's going to bed. So the kind of timings what the do don't I work. Do? Do I just not go in the evening? I know I was just going to say that. Or do I? I mean, thing I is, you know, you
1: know. Like this is the thing we've. I can remember people because we've always been quite structured around bedtime is bedtime, yeah. and that's the routine. Because otherwise, like, our kids just behave like they're broken if you don't yeah. put them to bed. And um, you know, often you get people that are like, oh, you just need to chill out, or like bring him along, or that's what my sister and they'll said. just cry. We took yeah. Will to a wedding reception when he was. Uh, he must have been four months, four or five months old. Yeah, and we took little ear, all little ear defenders Did for you? him, and um, he went in his pram. And we got him basically at the reception. We got him ready for bed, put him in, his, gave him a bottle, put him in his pram, put the ear defenders on, and he kind of sat next to us. And I, th- I thought, you know, he would think with all the associations of the milk and the dark and the quiet. And we, I think, we even put white noise kind of near his ear defenders. It was yeah. like, you know, it's be- I thought the association would be it's bedtime of course, Wilf just knew we were in a marquee in the middle of nowhere yeah. trying to fob him off with ear defenders. And, and we watched the first dance, which I think was at about 7.45. By this point, he'd gone. You know, yeah. it was like pacing, pacing, shushing, bum patting. Yeah. And then we just left and they were fine. Yeah. No, you know, newlywed couple <laughs> is going to go, well, I can't, you know, can't believe she didn't <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> stay for that. Um, the actual ceremony is like, you've, you, if you've seen them get married, yeah. um, it's just a shame. Obviously, you might feel like you've missed... Well, it's just about.
0: there's no this reception's slightly different. There's no sit down meal. Yeah, it's all standing. It's canapes. It's not uh, kind of yeah. Sit-down. Yeah, and I mean that was probably she, better in a way.
1: Yeah, in some ways because you the sit down meal is the point. It's like the real potential for carnage, isn't it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> but she won't. She's never napped in her pram.
1: No, in the seat, the same. So I yeah. just don't think she'll think. Oh God, this she is might. Bedtime. There might be so much going on. You're not at home you know that at home there is that association of I'm feeling sleepy now and this is when I go to bed yeah. she might there might be enough of excitement and buzz for yeah. her to manage an extra hour but it doesn't get past the fact that you're then travelling at the okay. time that she needs to be in bed um good
0: luck <laughs> 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 <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's hit the quick fire real quick okay what pram did you have oh, do you have oh my did gosh. you change uh yeah we had an oyster
1: okay um that yeah. was our first pram with henry which we bought yeah and then when we had jude by this point we were lucky to be bombarded with pr gifts so we weren't bombarded yeah. <laughs> and we were sent an eye candy which actually we are still now using for wilf oh great um so you liked it i really liked it yeah, yeah. it's a mess now honestly it's like disgusting it's, it's actually it's actually shameful how dirty it is um but um it, I really like the oyster actually as well, but there is something about the oyster, it was just the way it glides. It yeah. glides so nicely. My yeah. mother-in-law was like, "Oh, just with one arm." When I was pushing it around the shop, I felt like I was gliding. I was like, "Oh, we could do an advert." Luckily, <laughs> never asked us to do an advert. Um, but yeah, so that's that's yeah. Either of those. Brilliant. Do you remember your go-to snack during pregnancy? Um, oh well, I had a really strange. I had a craving for ice. Did you? Which is supposed to be symptomatic of an iron deficiency. But I didn't realise this. Um, I would I would freeze uh, two or three ice cube trays yeah. at a time, and then I would just pour the ice cubes, no water, into pint glasses and sit and eat them.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, that was my, whatever floating. I mean, ca- calorie free as well. <laughs> so right bonus. <laughs> Not good for your teeth though. Not good for your teeth. Yeah. Were you solid on baby names?
1: Uh, Henry. Yes, Henry was going to be Henry from twenty weeks. Yeah um Jude we didn't know i don't think we had a we had a bit of a shortlist um but Jude was a front runner even mm-hmm. going into the labor i think um and wilf we struggled with because it was like wilf Rid had been on my baby name list when we had Henry, yeah. and I felt a little bit like I was calling an old name off the subs bench. You know, it was like, well, we didn't use it that time or the second time. So, actually, by that point, James had fallen in love with Wilf, yeah. so that was fine. He was very nearly Ned, actually. Oh, cute. Yeah, he was very nearly yeah. Ned, but um, and uh, Casper was another name, that, but no, um, it. it in the end it was like no, he will yeah.
0: He we were, we were pretty solid. Yeah. Casper the ghost. Yeah,
1: yeah, Spo- I but Casper. yeah, you
0: know. What do you wish you'd known before you got pregnant? Um oh my god. This doesn't have to be first pregnancy, it could be third. Do you know I do
1: Well the the placenta doesn't just pop out for <laughs> the start. That'll do, that's uh, good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you wish you'd known before you gave birth? Um, maybe that the, one
1: breathing well. everything. <laughs> everything everything. the breathing is everything. Breathing is <laughs>
0: everything. Breathing is everything. What do you wish you'd known before bringing your baby home? Uh, that it's okay to
1: tell people that they're not allowed to come round. Oh, my God. I know that sounds really harsh, but first baby, it was like a revolving door of visitors. And yeah. It was really stressful, and I was tired, and, and 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 Henry was overstimulated from being passed from, you know, passed around. Yeah. And actually, other than very close family, um, with Jude and Wilf, we were like, you know, we'd really love to see you, give it a few weeks, and yeah. that's fine.
0: People understand. Yeah. Mm. I, I regret so much the first week because Hendrik Hendrik's not a social animal Right, he likes space Yeah, um, and the whole time he was like I don't want anyone coming over and I was like yeah but I feel really bad they want to meet the yeah. baby Like it's family, they want to you know, come over and we had so many arguments in that first week because I was like this is the right thing to do mm. it wasn't the right no. thing to do the right thing to do was to hibernate yeah. as the three of us yeah. and not do yeah. anything I think that <laughs> that's not good <laughs> I
1: think that is the right thing to do actually yeah. yeah you do you should You should just you know I think like we went out and we did stuff you know we went for a walk on, in Exmouth and Wilf yeah. was like four or five days old but there was no social pressure you yeah. know what I mean I didn't have to chat to anybody yeah. or make cups of tea or yeah. because even if people come round you still feel like it's your house and so yeah. you should be entertaining and actually you have just birthed the human
0: like yeah. you should probably just have a bit have a bit of a rest absolutely Yeah. Last question. Yeah. Is there anything you bought or felt pressured into buying when pregnant, which you wish you hadn't bought now?
1: Oh, my God. I bought loads of crap
0: I didn't need. Like a (laughs) bath thermometer.
1: I bought a thermometer for the bath, right? I was conned into this. I read an article. It was obviously a sponsored article. I hadn't twigged the, like... And um, so I decided that unlike the millions of mothers before us... I couldn't be trusted to dip my elbow into the bath <laughs> to check that it wouldn't scold my baby and therefore I needed a bath thermometer and a bath thermometer is what I bought so Hen- King Henry had his bath at the optimum temperature of whatever it was point whatever degrees and uh, <laughs> And then there was just one. Then somebody, I think it was a friend of mine, that said, "Can't you just dip your hand in?" And I just thought, "This is I've peaked at, at being ridiculous." So yeah, you don't need a bath thermometer. People, they, somebody will tell you that you do, but you don't leave on. Your elbow is, is just fine. Nobody gets burnt. It's uh,
0: but it's. I honestly really did consider buying one, and it was only when I realised that my NatraCycles, which is the the <laughs> pit, that thermometer, also worked oh, as a burst wonderful burst, uh, bath thermometer. Yeah, yeah. But I do still every time I give her a bath, I can't trust my elbow either. Oh no, I've got to dip in the thermometer, yeah, see. make oh, sure gosh. it's no more. By, the, than time,
1: by the time we have Wilf, I was like, oh, he'll he'll be all right. <laughs> Although I did always, I am quite. I think we are fairly hot on like safety things. I always do the putting some cold water in yeah. first, and yes. then, not that the kids are ever left unattended near water, but if they then happen to put their arm in, it wouldn't ever be the scolding bit first. Well, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's a good way of I mean, it. in theory, she will always be with you, yeah. but if, you know, you, I don't know, turned your back to get a nappy or baby wipes or whatever, and they stick their hand in, yeah. if you put hot water in first, it could just be hot to start yes. with, if you start with the cold. So that's always yes. like a... Um, yeah, that and cutting grapes in half-length ways is like my, is like my non non-negotiables and the kids aren't allowed mini eggs that's 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 like uh, they will eggs. go i said, do i mommy has to have them they're, they're not coming out for... like, yeah i yeah, know when, yeah, when i went
0: to go and get this um which we haven't really touched that's cookies by the way <laughs> and, and crudités <laughs> <laughs> um i noticed that the mini eggs were out yeah they are but, they t- are but
1: this is the this is the, what parenting has done to me i can't look at a mini egg without thinking that's such a terrible choking risk yeah um, and what it does, does actually it? say on the packet of mini eggs, they're not suitable for under fours. Does it? Yeah. It does. But, Interesting. Um, I know my kid, children have had mini eggs in the past, but now I'm like, even if so, I'm like, I treat mini eggs like they're crack when yeah. I talk about them to my kids. I'm like, <laughs> if somebody offers you a mini egg, you say no. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. Do you not talk to strangers. I said, strangers and and no, yeah, No, <laughs> I said, mini eggs, I say you can have grapes, but only if they're cut in half. <gasps> You're not allowed mini eggs under any circumstance ever, like until you're 18. (laughs) And I said to Henry, if somebody offers you chocolate, somebody offers you mini eggs, and you feel like you've missed out because you've had to say no because you're not allowed them, I will buy you other chocolate. You will get, you will be, you know, compensated, but you will not have mini eggs. And they just
0: stare at me like she's lost it. But okay, okay, (laughs) mum. We haven't even spoken about weaning. It puts the fear of God into me. It really does. I haven't started, and she's ready because she keeps. Grabbing, reaching, yeah. and I just—I—I I think it's because I haven't—I haven't read up on it. Yeah. I haven't googled it. I haven't yeah. even—it's just not don't been on my need radar. To. Just
1: start. Don't have a plan. Don't have a—you um, know—don't give her honey. Don't give her what's the other thing they can't have before level one? I can't remember. There's some—you know—there are, there are there are there are a couple of things that it's like really don't give them those. They're not allow them because of bacteria or whatever. Right. Other than that.
0: As if it's if there's a, yeah, <laughs>
1: it's all just fair game if they, you know, um, I'm, I'm so believe, scared
0: of her choking.
1: Yeah, they they don't, they have, their gag reflex what have you is different though. I'm sure it's, right. they're more like, they, they do, they go <laughs> quite a lot and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, but they're only choking if they're, if, if they're going, <clears throat> that's actually them dealing with it. That's fine. They're yeah. okay. It's when, if they don't make a noise, that's when you're.
0: Oh god! That's it's just that panic of oh my god! But I will do it. Yeah. I will
1: do Get it. some bread.
0: Start start on some breadsticks. Okay, because you know mm-hmm. it
1: goes it goes to mush in her mouth. She okay. can't choke on it. Can't make too much mess. Yeah. Haven't got that worry. Just you know, not I'm not, sh- not sure they're nutritionally sound a breadstick, but you know <laughs> it's um it's fine, isn't it? And interesting, a breadstick is what um. Henry and Jude misheard Brexit to be when it was on the news. <laughs> Why are they? We talking about breadsticks? I was like, oh, I know that
0: oh, pesky, brilliant. that pesky No Deal breadstick. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, as we come to Brexit breadstick, yeah. Thank you so much oh, for you're coming welcome. on the podcast. This has been almost two hours.
1: How excited I'm of the house! <laughs> it's like, yes.
0: Oh goodness! Please, yeah. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. So I know I say this about most of my guests on the podcast, but what an absolute superwoman, superwoman extraordinaire. Again, if you have any questions, do connect with me on Instagram or at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, the giveaways are still running. You have up until the 23rd of March to enter the giveaways on Mum Talk Podcast Instagram page do tag in your friends tag in anyone you think who may enjoy the podcast thank you so much for sharing I love connecting with all of you on a weekly basis and I will catch up with you guys next week lots of love